1: The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at Go to Dobbs.com today.
3: All right, let's hit it. Listener
4: discretion is advised.
0: Zudo, Uh, Zoodo. Verudo. Hey! Good morning, everybody. Uh, Donnie's in the studio. Good morning, Donnie.
5: Good morning, guys. Good
0: morning. Uh, I pointed at Scott. Because I don't know if you've seen... Rockstar Scott with yeah. the sunglasses on.
1: I have a tune. I, I don't I don't know why, but when I see you, I think Ronnie Millsap. I I, I, huh. I feel like Ronnie Millsap was
2: rocking those glasses in like the seventies. You nailed it, because I, I said I've gotten much better piano lately. <laughs> and it's from wearing sunglasses. All the great piano players wear sunglasses. Are those like specific blue blocking
0: yeah. sunglasses? Yep. Have you ever put those on no. and looked at a computer screen? No. Put those on and look at a computer screen.
2: Wild, right? Oh my god, <laughs> messes your eyes. It's not enjoyable for me, man. No, <laughs> no, I guess you get used to them. No, they start hurting your eyeballs after. Oh really? They're... Yeah. Well, Is
0: it's that... supposed to be good for you. Oh. Like the the blue what do they call it blue light from uh, from screens.
2: Mm-hmm. So I, I that wear that's... other blue blockers and they're fine.
0: You know, we we staring at our computers, we're staring at our our tablets and our phones. You know, this this blue light that's coming off this stuff probably rearranging our DNA. I don't know.
2: Are these for function or fashion? Oh, these are for function for sure, man. I'm not the kind of guy who just wears something for fashion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's okay, maybe. Maybe well, a little bit. Well, good morning, Donnie.
0: Morning, morning. He I just looks
1: so it. cool over there,
2: man. Thank you. You got a
0: oh, St. Louis Cardinals shirt on. Yeah, man.
1: Every day this You're week. Ready.
0: Car- Cardinals shirt. I'm I'm ready to roll. Let's do You're this. You're ready. Tomorrow, opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, our buddy Polo's coming in.
2: I've never met him. Oh, you've never met Polo? Never once. Can't
0: wait. Oh, dude. He is shot out of a cannon.
2: Yeah. He's mean but you'll you'll enjoy him.
0: <laughs> our uh, our Mexican buddy Polo who mm-hmm. does a Spanish broadcast with uh, Benji Molina. And I think I think this year they're doing every game, yeah. every home game at least. I don't think yeah. they go on the road with the team. They didn't last year except for a few
2: games.
1: But did that have to do with COVID or it, because remember weren't there still COVID restrictions for some of those announcers last year?
0: Yeah, maybe at the, at the beginning, beginning of, of the
1: year season. or something along okay. those lines. I thought that I had read something the other day that their uh, Spanish language coverage has increased this year as opposed to years past. And yeah. I could be wrong and there. And I couldn't
0: be happier for the dude.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic.
0: fantastic. One of the nicest men you'll ever meet.
1: And also, too, you know, from a practical side of things, what a great way to grow a fan, continue to grow
5: a Oh yeah. Base.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, I think he's making the rounds up and up and down the hallway here, but he's gonna, he, last stop is gonna be Ray Show, so we can hang out for a little while. Like it. I like it a lot. I got questions about this year's team. We got questions. Yep. I'm sure he's got answers. Um, I wanna know how he makes guacamole. Honestly, that dude's got the guacamole recipe, and there's some kind of secret ingredient that he won't tell me. Is he bringing that in today? I don't know. I'm in hopes. I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna hook this uh, here car battery up to his nipples you know, <laughs> and, try, and try to get it out of him. But are you going down to uh, to the game tomorrow? I,
1: I I have actually broadcast live at more opening days that, than I've actually been to <laughs> as a Cardinal fan yeah. and a lifelong St. Louisan. But yes, I'll be down there broadcasting live from I believe 10 to 3 tomorrow at Ballpark Village. Yeah, I'm gonna That's I'm gonna I'm gonna, awesome. I'm
0: gonna go hang uh, tomorrow at Ballpark Village. I think I think even the, the festivities around opening day are sometimes more exciting than the actual game itself. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: But but I, I mean just as a baseball guy and as a sports guy, it would really be sweet if, you know, hey, you're broadcasting live down there. Hey, enjoy hey, the game. Go right game. on ahead. Where do you want to sit? <laughs> not some. Well, best seat in the house. Well, for this, guy. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for that. But I'm just saying, in the building would be outstanding. Yeah, yeah. But it's all right. It's always a really great time down there. And also, too, I think we're getting uh, help from Mother Nature tomorrow. I think it's supposed to be like 70 degrees. It's Supposed to be gorgeous. Oh,
2: fantastic. Gorgeous.
1: So, so game I'm time
0: is 3:10. I guess that's first pitch, and it's Michaelis. Yes. Yeah. Michaelis on the mound. And uh, Toronto's in town. Right. Which is weird to say that the Cardinals are playing the Blue Jays opening day.
1: You know, it's also Mm -hmm. kind of a trip, dudes, is that we are really the last generation, probably, of baseball fans that that's weird to. You know what I'm saying? Like, because for my kids, for even for Benjamin— Interleague and the Cardinals playing Toronto isn't all that, but to me, there's still that
0: American League roadblock. American League, National League.
1: Yeah, and then you, so you get used to interleague play, but then all of a sudden, you know, that interleague play happens all throughout the
0: course of the year, and you know, yeah. When did they start? When did they start doing interleague play? It was pretty recent,
2: within the last ten years,
0: right? Uh, Was it ten years? I think so. At this point. I I I think so. I remember when they first started doing it, and I don't remember which year it was, but it was very special. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is wild!" Yeah,
1: dude, it was so different. It was just you know because man, you're we were literally conditioned as we were growing up uh, that the only time that that American League played the National League was All Star Game and World Series.
0: Playoffs. Was it in the nineties, Scott? You're correct. So, first interleague play in the 90s, as far as regular season goes. Yeah. 98. What do you think? I'm would. I
1: I'm surprised. I thought it would have been early 2000.
2: so I'm going to say 99.
0: 97. 97. Damn. Yeah, but
2: oh, it, damn. But I remember that just being a slight, it'd be like one or two games a year against, you know, the Royals or something like that, and maybe the Yankees, and that's about it. They didn't do too much. Yeah, they didn't do too and much. And then it became regular within the last 10 years yeah. where it's normal. To play everybody.
1: Right, because at first it was like if you were in the uh, the National League Central, you played the American League East teams mm-hmm. that year. you know, And then you would have two of those series here, two of those series away. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so three-game series with the Blue Jays starting tomorrow. So tomorrow opening day, they're taking Friday off. And somebody had told me they take the day after opening day off because of they want to have a buffer in case of a rain delay. That uh, would make sense. When you're, I could be making that up.
1: I mean, that would make sense when you're starting games in late March. You know what I mean? The, the weather here and many other places can be less than predictable. So because that would there's make so a much lot
0: of pomp sense. and circumstance around opening day around the league. Yep. That they leave that the next day open just in case there's rain. That first day.
1: That probably makes sense because you probably don't want to throw a doubleheader into the schedule this early in the year. That is probably not good for for
0: either team. No, at this what they point. would probably do is take the game and then play it later on later in the, in the year. Yep. So it's uh, Thursday, it's Saturday, it's Sunday. Uh, Michaelis tomorrow. Um, is Jordan Walker going to be actually in the lineup Thursday as a starter?
1: I don't know if he'll get that. If he'll get that, you know, sort of treatment at this point, I don't know that he is a starter, but I think that he will get in that game at some point or the other, mm-hmm. so that he could say that he played in the home opener.
0: If Wainwright was healthy, would he have been starting tomorrow? Oh, a billion without well, a doubt. Right? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, no doubt about it.
0: So Paul DeYoung's hurt. Wainwright's hurt. Um, Clydesdale's will be there tomorrow. Got that going for us. Glad they're on the roster. And some of the more important stuff, you know, if you're going to the game, is uh, new food options over there at Bush.
1: This is exciting every year. And, every I'm, not year. Even, and I'm not even, like, trying to be funny. Like, every for real. Year.
0: So I guess Mission Taco is opening up a little stand. Just read that. Out there at Bush, uh, uh, Section 150, right behind the home, right home plate. Uh, Big Chicken, which is Shaquille O'Neal's place.
2: I haven't had that. Uh, I thought it was going to be Shaq Shack.
0: Legendary basketball player Shaquille O'Neal's chicken concept will open at section 135 along the first baseline and 358 on the third base side on the terrace level. Get yourself a chicken sandwich from Shaq and then a Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. They got a place. I love Freddy's. Never been. It's good.
1: I mean, to me, it reminds me a lot of of uh, Steak and Shake, but still very, very good.
0: Yeah, somebody said it's like akin to Steak and Shake. Yeah, it's, I think it's so. Very good. Like, I guess like the thin, you know, smash burgers, correct? And then the the, the yeah. skinny fries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of we
1: were talking about this the other day because this is one of the things we talk about. But is maybe like their kind of ascension is why Steak and Shake has kind of descended a little bit in the oh. area. You know what I mean? Because if, if you're eating them both, there's not that. Big, big a difference, yeah.
2: at least for me. Anyway. And the Freddy's thing, if you read all the stuff on the wall, or maybe it was in the bathroom or something, but anyways, the owner. Did you like, see my number in up, there? Yes. He grew up going to Cardinal games. So he's oh, a for, huge St. Louis fan. Huh. Yeah. I'll be darned. Is it a St. Louis company? No, it's from Kansas, but that was uh-huh. the closest team to him, and so they love baseball, so they'd come to St. Louis all the time to watch cards.
0: Not a Royals fan? Mm-mm. Apparently not. Huh? No. Just skip, skip right over him. Skip right over. them.
2: <laughs> we got him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess when Steak and Shake went away when most of those stores closed, I guess Freddie's like, I'm coming in. Right. I'm coming in.
1: Cause there's one in South County now, not too terribly far from us, and man, that place
0: is rocking all Always, the time. Always, huh? Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah, I I I would pass the one on Manchester quite often. Never would think about stopping by. But apparently it's it's the jam.
2: Yeah. yeah it's very good. It's it's one of our favorites on road trips because they do the California. Style, you could do it California style where it just tastes kind of like in and out, but they lettuce wrap it so you don't lettuce feel wrap. Get the you know, terrible on throw the road. A
0: bush, throw it at a bush stadium asking for, yeah, a lettuce right,
2: wrapped. <laughs> not Freddy's. They love them and they do a good job with that too. Lettuce, hard to have burger. any leads. Get out of here. Why even
0: have a burger at that point? Listen, if,
2: if, hey, if you're having a salad, salad. Uh,
0: just, Please.
2: just get a salad. It's a handheld, right. you're doing a handheld salad, but if you're on a just road get trip, a salad, Nancy, if you're one to, if you're on a road trip, you can't have the bread, it'll put you to sleep okay. driving. You need the energy. So said, I just want energy. I don't the, want
0: tired. You don't want carbs.
2: <laughs>
0: you're Scott, supposed to not care when you go to Bush Stadium about what you're eating. Yes, yeah, Scott. When I'm go just going to disagree with you here, man. I just, I just can't. But when Bush you go to a baseball game, you're supposed to just,
2: just let her rip. Yeah. Calories don't count. Because you can nap at a good baseball game. <laughs> yes. It doesn't so matter. Said, the last <laughs>
0: new restaurant in Bush Stadium will be in the ballpark's Budweiser Terrace right field. Freddy's will offer uh, a few of its brand menu items, including the original double and bacon double steak burger, shoestring fries, and cheese curds. All right.
2: Ooh, I didn't know that. Cheese curds. I'm not a cheese curds guy. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Boy, that's disappointed to hear. You also don't like meatloaf, which I also find disappointed to hear. But yeah, man,
1: yeah. I, I I do not. However, I will say though that uh, in the last couple of months, we have gotten a pretty delicious meatloaf from uh, from Hello Fresh. So you know, I maybe being, like, you
0: maybe have turned the
1: corner, be coming around a little bit. This you know. is good news.
2: You
0: know. Yeah. Oh, so you do the HelloFresh Fresh thing? We do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mary gets off work a little bit later, and I like being able to help with dinner, but mm-hmm. I do not have. A very great knack in the kitchen, and so HelloFresh has kind of helped me, like, get comfortable. Yeah,
0: we, we, uh, they were sponsored for a while, and, uh, they would send us the, the meal kits. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's foolproof. I mean, they send you all the ingredients. Yeah, maybe do a little chopping. That's wonderful. Uh, and it's really, an idiot could do it. They got, like, step-by-step instructions. Yeah. With pictures, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> With because as,
1: as as my kids were growing up, I always made a joke, and this is not a great joke for them, but like how I just routinely would dry out chicken breast, just routinely.
0: Yeah, you got to get a thermometer.
1: And, and so now I just I'm not doing those things anymore. I'm making burgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing some Do stuff get the in kids the kitchen. Involved? uh sometimes, yeah, but sometimes man, I just like to do it my
0: i am like I cool with that too I, I cook in our house yeah like i'm the i'm the the head chef in the house, yeah, and uh I just kind of like doing it myself, and so every once in a while, the kids will come up and they'll go, "Hey can we help you dad and I'll go Ugh. Uh, But I like, you know, like, I like
1: Uh, cleaning up as I go along so there's not a huge mess after, And, like, you know, like, that thing. And also, too, and this sounds kind of lame, but I just like knowing that I'm helping. That, like, Mary doesn't have to get home and then get on feeding us. Okay, I I
0: I got a couple things about this. Now, first of all, I want to ask both of you guys, when you were growing up, did you guys have family meals together? Like, did the family sit down and eat dinner together every night?
1: <laughs> well, yes yes we did, but we did in the living room in front of the TV. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah in the, we in the King Scott household?
2: We started whenever I was, you know, zero through probably twelve, thirteen, we were in the kitchen and somehow it slowly ended up becoming the couch. So oh well, really? so is everybody have, to the couch eventually?
0: So you, I mean, did you have TV like Stands like, uh, like,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, those little foldable, 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 yeah, foldable stands. We had some of those, or did you eat on the lap? Nope, it was the fold outs usually. And, uh, but yeah, we we did table a lot though, the TV dinner tray, yeah, even in high school. I guess we were still doing table every other day or so. See, we
0: would have dinner at the kitchen table every night, Mm -hmm. it was very important, and I've continued that tradition. Uh, you know, with my kids and my family. Like, I think I, I find it, it very important to sit down at the table together yeah, uh, every night if possible. And if, with, with different activities, you know, hockey and cheerleading and karate and blah, blah, blah. And my wife, you know, with her working and, you know, sometimes my crazy schedule. Uh, somehow we, we, we do carve 45 minutes out in the day to break bread together. And it's tradition. It's a tradition that I think is 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 pretty important. Um, do you guys do that, or is it on the run? Well, no. I mean, grab and go. We, I mean, we eat together
1: every night. I mean, I. But, but 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 I think it's just kind of how it works out that way because of the ages of Dexter and Ava. I mean, they're fourteen and thirteen, so they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, it's something that that we do. I think because it works out that way. But then also, too, you definitely have that time to get a temperature gauge on how the kids' days were, how they're right. doing. You absolutely will be able to get a read during dinner as to, oh, boy, uh, he was a little cranky. Just tell today. me about Dexter's your day. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even just little things, which obviously it's very hard to get out of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. But even if it's just a little thing, it still feels like a win. It's a family therapy session. Tell me about your day. Let's go. Yeah, it's not like it's, okay— uh, boy, you tell me about your day, you're done, girl. It's a good family discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's research that says, you know, four in 10 parents report having only three or fewer family dinners per week. Three or fewer family dinners. So out of seven days, three or fewer are with the family. Yeah, man. It's, it, and, that, yeah. and that is not ideal,
1: obviously. But, man, with the way things are in 2023 with – work schedules and school schedules and things like that, I mean, it's probably tougher. You know what I mean? I mean, I just know how lucky I am to have this gig and to know that I'm going to be able to be home to make dinner every day or Mm -hmm. most days. And you know what I mean? Like, some days my dad wouldn't do that. He'd have to work late. Same for my mom. And we would just have to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I do remember the days my father would work late and we would wait until he came home. Yeah. Like, we would wait until dad came wow. home so we could have dinner together.
1: I, I, I was talking to my kids about this the other day. So, my, my mom obviously was the one that cooked all of the food in the house for the most yeah, part. Yeah, my mom as well. And, but like, my dad had these few things that I swear to God, I like. For instance, I feel like I had fish sticks and French fries out of the oven once a week for like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Because it was Wednesday night, which was the night my mom went to church. Yeah. So my dad had to make dinner and that's what you were getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Like so I just they were they were just like a couple of those. My dad was chef like that. We'd always have tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich. If mom was gone, it was guaranteed that's pretty much the meal we we're gonna have and Maybe uh, hot dogs every once in a while, but pretty much tomato soup with grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, dude, and my dad would boil the hot dogs on the stove? That's what my dad did.
0: (laughs) The only cooking my dad did was if something had to be grilled.
2: Yeah, he. Have you seen that where they boil the hot dogs? I guess they do that. Well, at stands,
0: that's a, but. well th- if you go to New yeah. York City, the stands the, the are dirty water dogs. I mean, yeah. that's how they cook them.
2: I just
1: thought of this. My dad barbecued my entire entire life, but then when get in the kitchen to make a meal and look like he didn't know what the hell he didn't was know doing. what he was doing. <laughs> stop it, stop it, Don.
0: Well, I mean, you put the meat on the heat. That's you're, that's you're, it. You're
1: right, but still, my pops would come off a little like like like. I don't know what I'm doing, sort of thing. And my mom would get frustrated. Obviously I see why. Don knew what he was doing.
0: It's Mm -hmm. like me in the laundry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know. You're supposed to separate things? Hot and cold. Ah. So in your house though, do you do you So Mary does the the most of the of the chores?
1: I mean, I don't think so. No, man. I'm First of all, I love doing housework.
0: I love and it. I don't mind it either.
1: I do laundry. I keep up the laundry for everything. Uh, I'm an expert stain remover. Um, I don't mind doing the uh, the dishes. I mean, getting those square. We've talked about this before, Riz. There is something very relaxing to me about knowing that everything is done. Yes. And so when I get home today, I'll start piddling around getting stuff done mm-hmm. just so that, you know, man, I don't have to do it later and then by the time mary gets home it's dinner and then it's whatever we want to do if we want to watch a show whatever
0: you know some people and some some couples uh go by this kind of adage inside the mom does it everything outside the dad does
2: yeah i mean you figure out what you enjoy i guess and you trade and
0: and that's not the way our house is you know we 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 my wife does a lot and I do a lot I do a yeah. lot of the cooking I do a lot of the cleaning and she does laundry and she does you know cleaning stuff too I yeah. think I think it's pretty it probably skews in her favor as far as all right maybe 60 40 she'll argue maybe it's 70 thirty I don't know
2: yeah I think my house it's uh, pretty clear who does most of the stuff I make my wife you know all the inside stuff she does that and the outside stuff I yeah, just so hundred percent
0: yeah <laughs> now well, I, well, I married her I, I bring this up because there's this guy he's uh <laughs> he's gone to the internet to ask if he's wrong making his girlfriend do most of the chores in the house. So they they apparently just moved in together. He makes her do most of the chores because he contributes more to the rent. I think that's a very dangerous game to play, Riz. Now, it depends on his hours. They've been living together for eight months. Now, here's the story, okay? He says they've been living together for eight months... Things have been going smoothly. She recently brought up an issue she has with her being the only one picking up the slack around the house. So she starts complaining like, "You listen, you're not doing anything. Like, I'm doing everything here. We live together. I'm doing most of the stuff. And he says his girlfriend does most of the household chores since, since, uh, since he contributes more towards their rent. In his post, the guy writes that he works at a very prominent company Wow. Makes more than his girlfriend does. When they moved, she ended up leaving her former job because of the toxic work environment. I don't know if that has anything relevant to do with the story. Uh, Ended up being employed somewhere else. She hated her job, ended up getting a new one that pays a lot less than her old one. Has asked me to take on the responsibility of paying most of the rent. He says he pays 60% of the rent while she pays 40%. Since moving in together, the girlfriend has taken up most of the chores. And while he contributes sometimes... Every once in a while, I'll do the dishes. Every once in a while, I'll do the laundry. She'll fold all the clothes. She's the main person cleaning at the end of the day. Quote, she is the only one who cleans the bathroom, the kitchen, the only one who sweeps, mops, vacuums, along with other random chores here and there. And he explained that recently she asked him if he could vacuum the living room. But he told her, I don't know where the vacuum is. Hmm. Huh. I don't know where the vacuum is. And since that conversation, she's been pointing out that he needs to contribute more towards the chores. And I read this stat that, uh, you know, more than, according to a a poll, more than 3,000 American uh, couples found that women handle the majority of the domestic workload, including laundry, cleaning, and, and cooking. And he argues that since he pays more for the bills, he shouldn't be responsible for the chores. He admitted that since he makes more money and therefore has a larger percentage of the rent to pay, he shouldn't bear the responsibility of keeping the apartment clean. However, since talking to his girlfriend, he started doing maybe a little more of the dishes, doing them once a week instead of every other week. Well, this guy seems like a real catch. I
2: was just going to say this guy sounds like a douche. He also sounds like a fella that's young and mom- Did everything for him. He never had to clean up. He doesn't even know how, probably. That's a really solid point, man, that I did not think about. But
1: you're absolutely right there.
2: But I I would say if he's working crazy hours and she has an easier schedule and she's like, because the way it works at our house, I have the easier schedule. So I get to do most of the chores around the the house, inside, outside, whatever. I do most of it. And this is kind of how it works. I'm there more.
1: Well, the the thing to me is, man, is that any time that you're in a relationship and you're kind of doing this keeping score kind of thing as to, well, I'm doing it, I feel like you're in just a recipe for for, this is for not trouble. Work out. You know, man, because like it takes, dude, like with Mary and I, it is all hands on deck all of the time, and that's with two teen. I mean, with two teenagers that are you know self sufficient on, on their own, but there's still a ton of stuff to do. Yeah, and so I feel like if if I started doing that, well, you do this and I'll do this, I-, I feel like that wouldn't work. Now, there are some things that I like doing more than Mary likes to do, but we kind of work off that, yeah. man. Yeah. I-, I don't know. I-, I feel like this is a real dangerous game that this dude is playing.
0: Cool that you make more money. There's two points here. But, like, are you bringing that up to your girl? There's two points here. Number one, obviously, this is upsetting your partner. Wouldn't you want to see her happy? You'd think. So maybe throw a couple of dishes in the dishwasher, if that makes her happy. Sweeping,
1: vacuuming. Yeah. That makes this her happy.
0: The- Don't you want to see your lady happy? Secondly, so she's cleaning up, and what are you doing? Are you sitting on the couch? Like, so you're going to watch your lady huff and puff and clean while you're watching TV?
2: Well, if he's not sitting on the couch and stuff, there's nothing to clean. So he needs to do something so she has something to clean, you know? You, But don't you get the feeling that this guy is
1: watching her clean the entire place while he's, yeah. while he's like, flipping through and, like, eating popcorn or something? Mm. I have the money. Yeah, we wouldn't. This guy and I wouldn't be friends <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's, he's going to he learn. He seems the, like a douche. He's going
2: to learn a hard lesson, and they're going to have a nice little yelling match, and he'll figure out that she's not happy.
0: Yeah, most people on the internet said this guy's a douche. Yeah. She's looking for help, literally. That's it. Maybe the amount of cleaning she's done over the past eight months has burnt her out.
2: Help her out. Yeah. It takes not even five minutes to clean a bathroom. You could Nobody it's, likes
0: doing
1: that no, stuff. No, but
2: it takes no time. You just do it real quick and you're done and you Don't naps. you want to
0: spend
1: time together? I, I, I hate cleaning the bathrooms. Yeah. But we have two. Mary takes one, I take the other. 15 minutes. We're sure. done. We're moving on to the next thing.
2: Yeah. Stop it. But I found how to keep your bathroom cleaner so you don't have to clean as much as I, we all go outside. We don't use it. We just go out there to use the bathroom and it takes care of that. There it is, I Scott. guess so. <laughs> there it
0: is. I guess. Here's another one. Uh, somebody taking <laughs> to, the, uh, to the Internet to ask for advice, which is always the best place to go. Oh, for sure. 100%. Always the best place to go is uh, the Internet asking for advice. So a woman revealing her future brother-in-law's shady past is being... Taken to task online So she says This woman Her younger sister Younger sister's 27 Recently got engaged Sister has been dating This 23 year old guy For a year And until now The family Has always gotten along Well with this guy So yeah They're engaged And in a recent family event The sister's fiance Disappeared for a while Like just Hey where's Joe Disappeared so the sister, the poster, bumped into him outside and, and found him. He was emotional. He said it was a hard day for him due to negative associations. And he, done, he ended up offloading some quite shocking things to this, to this woman who posted this from his past, including he had a history of very serious drug abuse, including stuff with needles. He had done sex work and porn in the past with men and women. So she let the future brother-in-law cry on her shoulder. She admitted the conversation changed her her perception of him, calling his history shocking. Which, yes, that would be shocking if you found out that, oh my God, this guy did porn and was a sex worker, and I had, a, I had no idea. So uh she told her sister what the fiance had revealed to her, and, and and she was furious, telling, telling the poster that she was fully aware of his past troubles. And she still intended to marry him. Okay, what's past is past. But here's where the problem comes. The woman who posted this wound up just telling the whole family. She took it upon herself to tell the whole family. After discovering that his secret was out, the fiancé called off the wedding. Feeling that he was not good enough for the sister. So did... The poster do the right thing by telling the entire family about her sister's fiancé's past issues.
1: Here's what I think. My two cents. Once you tell the sister about the guy she's going to marry, if she says, I'm fully aware, done. Done. Then I don't understand why anything after that is necessary. Yeah. Then to me, you're just talking garbage. You're just talking yeah, and, I understand, and I understand being concerned for your sister's well-being. Yeah. I totally understand that. But if your sister knows this
0: person, knows what they've done, then to me, issue. Yeah, you've now just injected yourself into their relationship.
1: hundred percent. And I don't blame the guy either for yeah. feeling like all of a sudden he's not good enough. That would probably freak him out, maybe especially
0: the, if he was dealing with other stuff, too. Maybe they were eventually going to tell the family about this guy's past, and they were going to do it in their own way and said, you just heard a juicy piece of gossip and had to tell everybody. Chatty Cathy.
1: But maybe they weren't, and maybe the dude was trying to leave his past in the past and to be
2: better in the future. I don't know. Uh, That's just wild. Yeah, that is, you you nailed on the head, though. If she knows, then they clearly have got things worked out, and it's clearly in the past for this guy, so it's time to let it go on and uh, see. And plus, this is the kind of fellow that sounds like he may not have had a great start on this planet? Who
0: knows what this guy's history yeah, was? So well, I'm sure the sister was like, ah, guys, guess what I just found out?
1: Ooh, right. And that's, and, and, and that, man, and that, that is the part of it that, that would upset me because then you're just trying to be a gossip person. You're not trying to help your sister. You're just trying to have a scoop. And that is,
0: you know, obviously terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are lighting this woman up. What you did was garbage. What a busybody. Quit causing trouble. No need, uh, no one needed to know anything. Yeah, somebody, just like I said, I highly doubt she did it out of the goodness of her heart, more so she can gossip. I hope your sister never talks to you again. You just imploded her life. Oof. The deepest circle of hell is reserved for you. Oof. I mean,
2: that's a a little uh,
0: bit extreme. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page there. Yeah. Glad we're all on the same page there.
2: And at 23, you don't quite know, maybe at that level yet that you're you're married into a family and some of your family might be that kind of the loose shi- the loose lip kind of thing you know these uh, ships
0: listen i'm sure when this guy told the fiance like hey here's my past maybe this sister had a hard time kind of wrapping her head around it and took her some time to 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 go okay i'm all right with this past is past
2: mm-hmm. now you just you blew it did she ask her sister what her past is like you blew it. Yeah, you better be perfect. Yeah. There better not be anything going ah. on on your side of things. No, ah, hopefully you don't
0: Hey, listen. overcome. 23 years old, young. Got to make some money, right?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to make some <laughs> money. Oh,
1: no. I guess I was very fortunate to just be able to do the Oz. <laughs> you know what I mean? You work at the Oz? You worked at the Oz? <laughs> well, not, I mean, Sunday Night Ritual. Oh, Sunday Night Ritual. Yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Extra, but extra money extra, for a young DJ money? that's not making any money. That's I, a
0: big thing. I was just reading uh, before we got on the air. And, man, could I have done this when I was 18, being a sperm donor?
5: <laughs>
1: I don't know that I'm mature enough to have this conversation at 47. No. I'm just going to say that.
0: Because I was reading the story, and it's, uh, it's, it's the headline, is sperm donor who fathered 550 children is being sued. Now, why is he being sued? And this is a guy from mm-hmm. the Netherlands.
2: Why is he
0: being sued? He must have lied. Because this dude's fathered so many kids, they're worried now that kids that are related to each other are going to start hooking up and not knowing. Ooh.
2: What could go wrong?
0: He's raising the risk of incest. 550 kids sued over fears he's raising the risk of incest. And the story goes, they're calling him a, a serial sperm donor, being taken to court, sued over accusations. His frequent donations are increasing the threat of accidental incest. This guy's name is uh, Jonathan Meyer. He, uh, he's 41 years old. They want him to stop donating. There's this foundation out there that's accusing him of lying about the number of kids he's fathered. So I guess there's a yeah, you know, there's a there's a max you could do.
2: Okay, so they do have that set up
0: right. Like there's a max. The donors must only donate a maximum of twenty-five children or to a dozen women to stop the possibility of inbreeding. Inbreeding, incest, or psychological problems from donor children. And I guess the woman that's taken him to court, I guess she had gotten some of his mm-hmm. baby batter. Mm-hmm. And she says, if I had known he already fathered more than 100 kids, I never would have chosen him. If I think about the consequences this could have for my kid, I'm sick to my stomach.
2: Yeah. Well, coming from a small town, this is a question you definitely investigate. Whenever you meet a gal, you're like, you have to look into their family history, make sure you're not kin somewhere.
0: And let me see your 23andMe. Yeah. Now they've my- got 23andMe. You just pull it up on the app. Because a buddy of See, mine, you somewhere on that family tree.
2: We were in a band together there and all this stuff, and then we found out we were cousins. So it's one of those things where you never know in a small town. Everyone's very closely related. You gotta be careful. So this is uh, the odds are terrible here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my my mind is just bouncing back, but back and forth between being father of two of 25 kids and 550 kids, and going, oh man, both are so insane. Like I just cannot even imagine.
0: Yeah. What? So apparently he went around to a bunch of different clinics to donate, lied on uh, forms. Uh, they would also like all of his sperm and storage to be destroyed. Except if it's being saved for a woman who already has one of his kids. Um, they say they're taking action against this guy because the government is doing nothing. He has a global reach via the internet and does business with large international sperm banks.
2: No way. Yeah, this
0: is, this is, this is crazy. This foundation said he's currently on a Dutch donation blacklist, but has continued to donate abroad, including in Denmark and Ukraine. And this guy also approaches prospective parents looking for home insemination online. And he, he trolls on social media, too.
2: So is this an addiction, do you think? I don't know. I guess, yeah.
0: Maybe he's trying to single-handedly repopulate the earth. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was say it's an addiction that... Seems hard to beat. If, oh,
0: you know, uh, we've talked about this before, like Genghis Khan. I think uh, the, the percentage, uh, 11% of, of every person living in Asia has a piece of Genghis Khan. Like he had so many kids. That's crazy. Genghis Khan. Look that up, Scott.
2: Yeah. Suppose, Supposedly. Supposedly. They-
1: I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, and and at this point, you have to think that this is an addiction. When somebody is coming to you and saying, stop, 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 and you refuse, you would have to think that there are some unhealthy habits going on here somewhere along the way.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's only 1.5 million men, let's see here, that that have as modern-day genetic offspring, that's the men in China. Huh, and
0: also in China.
2: Yeah but this is only in northern hmm. modern northern China. 1.5 million men.: I know
0: nothing about sperm donation. Like I know people do it. I don't I don't know if I know anybody personally that has gone to a sperm bank. I probably do. It's not something they would uh, they would advertise. <laughs> it sounds like something that Jeff would do for weed money. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Jeff to have done that in the past. Is, is this something that they buy from you? Well, you could go to a clinic and they pay. Like, I looked up, do you have any idea on how much a sperm donor would get paid? No. No. Uh, So, according to BeASpermDonor.com, on average, sperm donors are paid between $100 and $150 per donation visit. If I would have known about
2: this
0: (laughs) when I was 18 and living on my own.
1: I might not be in radio. I might just be $100 on a to me hands. at the
0: age of 18 might as well have been $100,000. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> that's, hey, man, that's wow. not a bad chunk of change. You could donate no.
0: one to two times a week. Donors earn an average of $4,000 in six months. Wild.
1: <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking about all the baseball cards that I could buy and records I could buy with that.
0: Uh, according to BeASpermDonor.com, sper- a once accepted, I guess you have to go through a whole bunch of... Like, there's things that disqualify you. Like, there are things that will disqualify you uh, from being a, a donor. Obviously, if you have, you know, STDs. Or do they do genetic testing? I don't know. I'm so... Ignorant when it comes to this.
1: (laughs) Which is probably okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is probably an area of expertise that
0: you don't necessarily need, man. Oh, wow. So, wow. Okay. So, only 5% of all male applicants who apply to be sperm donor meet the criteria to donate sperm. Only 5%. Well,
2: think about who's
0: going there to get money. The following conditions immediately disqualify a potential donor from donating sperm. Men who have had a history of certain diseases in the family... Okay? Cystic fibrosis, sickle cell, etc. Cannot donate. Homosexual men and men who have had sex with other men cannot donate sperm. That disqualifies you. Hmm. Intravenous drug users are automatically disqualified. Men who have visited areas where considerable numbers of AIDS cases have been reported and have had sex with either women or men living there are prohibited from donating. Wow.
2: Wow. Oh, bummer. Salander says redheads. Can't donate if you're a redhead. I figure your
0: your seed would be worth more. <laughs> I know. I think it is. We're very rare.
2: We're the most rare people very on the rare. planet. The smallest group on the planet. See, a-
0: applicants go through a rigorous screening process before they're cleared to donate. Donor screening consists of questionnaires, blood screening, specimen screening, genetic analysis, and physical evaluation. Huh. I have, I just have this this idea of walking into this building
1: and seeing a bunch of guys that look like Kramer. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not it. It just. It just. All there sort of... for one reason. <laughs> exactly. They just... <laughs> like they get the cup and go.
0: Like when yeah. and, and you know like when they're taken to the back, that's they're gonna do their thing.
2: They skip back there.
0: It says here the donation process is simple. Uh, the man walks into a private room. I would hope, which is uh, usually stocked with pornography and Joe's into a sterile container. Is this your modern sperm bank? Do they have still? I mean, everybody's got phones now. Right. Do you need? Yeah. Like what kind of material are we talking about here? Is it a couple issues of playboy?
2: Yeah, yeah, because I know it's an odd request, but do you have any Nat Geo from the (laughs) 80s?
0: That'd be- or the Sears catalog.
2: Yeah, the Sears <laughs> catalog. That gets me going.
0: <laughs> like I want to know. Like when you are—is there a couch? Are we in a chair?
1: Oh man! And if there is a couch, I'm
0: not sitting on that couch.
2: I bet do it's. Do they the put
0: like like uh, when you when you go to a doctor, like the uh, the paper, <laughs> like the Just paper the, the paper sheet? Like Did, do they have that?
1: If I went into one of those, I wouldn't want to touch anything. No. Like, nothing. No. I think that it would be very much a mood killer. Like, I don't know that I would be able to...
0: Is there a sink in there to wash your hands after? <laughs> I would... Honest to God, I would hope so. A hundred... I would think, right? Yeah. Like, there's a... Please. <laughs> there's a sink in there? <laughs> yeah, if somebody's gone, let me... Let, like, hit us up. I, I, I'd like to know what... Uh... I cannot What's in the room? I cannot imagine that
1: one of our listeners would not have done this. Oh, I would God. be I mean there's 100,000 people listening.
0: <laughs> right. A handful. <laughs> a handful have done it. <laughs> I Can you like- request like uh certain types of porn to be in there? Maybe I th- think
2: that which is probably a good thing cuz they'll sit there and you request something of like okay, he's definitely not We'll just dump that in the trash can. Bro, I would send over my rider,
0: <laughs> like my backstage rider.
2: Here's what I need.
0: I
1: need this lighting.
0: Yeah, can I you set it. the mood? Can I, I bring candles.
1: <laughs> but, like, if you have to go into this, like, like, sterile, like, white room, and then all of a sudden... Get after it. I don't know that I can work like that. I, I don't. I don't.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. <laughs> I
1: have been to some of those
2: rooms that's sterile, it's white, and all that. And as soon as the door closes, though, it's like the funky Mood music comes on. The light kicks in. <laughs> I like a fog machine. <laughs> yeah, right. it's swanky. I
0: like a fog machine and uh, Barry White.
2: I was just going to oh, say yeah. Barry White. Got a Neil Diamond poster <laughs> on the wall. Yeah.
0: And I'm imagining uh, like uh, like one of those uh, VHS TVs. <laughs> Like the small, the combo? Little, the small yes. little VHS TV combo. Yes. Yeah. There's no HD anything. No. Absolutely not. And a lot and just like VHS pornography. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff not rewound.
1: You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> like VHS porn. Uh, yeah. Maybe a couple. Uh, maybe a couple um, penthouses. A hustler. If you're lucky.
2: And they they recorded some of those channels that were just the fuzzy. You can barely <laughs> see stuff through. In case that's what you like. Yeah, n- I think I saw a boob. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, February nineteen eighty eight Playboy. <laughs> Jessica Hahn on the yeah. camera. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm 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 really huh. curious.
1: But again, if I again in one of those rooms, I, and I see a magazine, I'm not touching that. No. I'm 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 bringing my own material, which I would just be the phone.
0: So that would yeah. be all you need. Are the uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. Are the cameras on? Let's see here. People are screaming at me. that The YouTube right. cameras are not on.
2: They are not yet. They will be in three seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry, new guys. to this position over here.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Donnie, the instant feedbacks like, "Where's the webcams, you jerks?" Everybody just I so do nice. Apologize. So sweet. All our sperm donors just are our <laughs> YouTube watchers. They're now we don't know. Yeah. So they're suing this guy for. Uh, to stop donating sperm out there in, in, in the Netherlands, which is a, yeah, it's a good idea. And this is not an Adonis, by the way, either. This is not a, 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 a model-looking guy.
1: I don't know why I have the feeling that he looks like Lars Ulrich's dad. And, and I know that that's like kind of a, but, but he's an artist, and I just kind of feel like it, in my mind, that is what this man with
0: 550 children looks like. Uh, Joe writes: They have DVDs, a leather couch, and they put down what looks like a puppy pee pad. And yes, there's a sink. Really? Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. I think mean, that would be tough to
0: make. Yeah, that I got a lot, a lot of. There's uh, a lot of performance pressure. mm Hmm. Did they set a timer? Oh, if they do, then I then I'm absolutely
1: out because that there's dude, there's no way I would be. I'd be watching the clock. I got to
0: do this. I got to do this. As a 44-year-old man, am I disqualified? Are they looking for young?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. right.
0: Well, I had a vasectomy, so nothing's working right anyway. So I'm, this is... I guess I'm still going to do radio. That's right. <laughs> There's another, rev, another, another revenue stream. Do they have a napping room, too? Is it like... The-
1: <laughs> you know what? Because maybe I want to crash out for 20 minutes after. You know what I mean? I'm just a little yeah. sleepy. Are you able to sleep out anywhere? Are you one of those guys... Um, not anymore. No, man. I, I have trouble sleeping at, at night a lot of times. Uh, I'm, I'm not a great sleeper. That's something I got to work on.
0: Man, I'm, I'm so envious of people who could sleep anywhere.
1: Yeah. Man, I can't. Like when I see people conked out on the airplane or something. Yeah,
0: I'm jealous. Man, I can't. Although I, can't I, did, I did fall asleep uh, on our, our ride back from Mexico. Uh, I, I briefly took like a 20-minute like a snoozer. And I think it was the TV show that put me asleep that I was watching. I was watching that new um, Eugene Levy travel show. Oh, I didn't know he had a new travel show. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. It put me
2: out. Is it just a good
0: background show? But it's that when you say
1: I'm watching this show and it put me to sleep, that's not a very favorable review. No,
0: no.
2: And I like
1: travel
0: shows. Yeah, I do too. This just didn't hit me right. And I like Eugene Levy.
1: I have, a ve- I have the fear that I'm going to fall asleep on the plane and then be the guy snoring
0: on the plane. <laughs> Are you going to be one of those people that, uh, you know, hey, Grandpa's coming over and then after a meal, Grandpa Donnie's on the couch with his head back snoozing? Hell
1: Yes. absolutely so. Like, that's one of the best parts that I see is being a grandpa, Mm. is that my dad does that at my house. His grandpa before that did that at his house. Absolutely.
0: Can't wait. Yeah, I remember when families, you know, got together for the holidays, always the uncles would go as everybody was cleaning up. The older uncles would go into the living room and just start snoozing. No, hundred percent on the couch. Like three of them, yep. do, it, just it, sleeping.
1: Do, and there just be this like sort of low rumble of snore, like just just
0: a little there. I pretty much need to be in bed to fall asleep. And others are, are, are capable of nodding off anywhere, even on a pile of underwear. Apparently, uh, there was a survey that asked people about their alternate sleep spots, and fifty-one percent claim the couch. Which okay, I've taken a have taken a nap on the couch. Yeah, how you do that? Hmm. But it's surprising that percentage wasn't higher because the other options seem less optimal. Like uh, 44% of people say they'll catch some Z's on a carpet or rug. Okay. Nope. 43% say an armchair works. Hmm. 36% say they were able to sleep on a table or desk. And 30% wow. said they're able to sleep on top of laundry. I'm assuming that's clean laundry. I would hope. And why are you sleeping on it? What a messy home. Like, are you among the 30% who likes to nap on laundry? And if so, help us out. What You know, what are the best loads to sleep on? Towels, whites, delicates? And I can't do that napping on the floor thing anymore. Like, I just, my, yeah. my, my back is not suited for that. Do you actually lay out over the whole pile or, you know, use it for a pillow? Are you, are you propping yourself, you know, up on, like, folded laundry? Is that? I think so. I don't know. And 15% said they're they, they able to sleep outside, maybe on a hammock or, or a lounge chair. I did sleep in a hammock for six months. Yeah. When I first moved out, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment with uh, my roommate and flipped a coin. said, all right, for the first six months, whoever wins the coin flip gets the, the room. gets the room. Wow. And there was a hammock strung up Across the living room. So whoever lost. Hit the hammock. And I lost. And sleeping Uh, in a hammock. Not that great.
2: Your back just destroyed.
0: (laughs) Not not that. Maybe that's why I got back problems to this day. I I would think that would be possible. Man, that's crazy. You'd think. Oh cool man. I'll sleep in the hammock. Sounds neat.
1: Sounds neat for like a day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that first day. it's, It's all good. And it's one of those, it wasn't one of those big, uh, wide hammocks, <laughs> like with the crisscross, you know, uh, weaving. This was like a cloth hammock that almost got you in a cocoon. Kind of like wrapped you up.
2: Oh, boy. So no back support. No time. back support Ooh.
0: at all. No yeah. back support, and there's a li- there, it, there was a little slack to it.
2: Oh, so it wasn't strung up taut. So you didn't think about a blow-up mattress or anything like that? Blow-up mattress? Mm-hmm. Probably take up a lot of Wait, room. What do you think? I'm a sperm donor? I
0: could afford that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good point. Those no are way. are very pricey. No way. can
0: afford that. Hey, Scott, before we move on, I don't have the Team member of the Day.
2: I thought I'd write that in for you. No. All right. I'll grab it real quick. So the webcams are on now.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need the, I need the uh, Team member of the Day. Sleeping on a hammock, though, is not uh, not ideal.
1: I mean, even, like, I remember every once in a while, like, having to, when you passed out on a friend's couch, and then you, that, inevitably, that couch was too small, and you've got feet hanging off of it, and, like, that was a, a not great situation, but a hammock sounds even worse.
0: Way worse. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, man, you used to sleep anywhere. It'd be fine. Hit the couch, hit the floor. Just give me a blanket. I don't even need a pillow. I'm fine. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not in this uh, you know, middle aged body. That's not happening. But hey, good on you if you're able to sleep anywhere. I'm I mean, jealous.
2: Yeah. hmm It's a good skill.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people uh texted in saying, Yeah, they have the uh the DVD porn now. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> the, that's uh, good that they've they've ramped it up a little bit. Yeah, when did the turnover happen from VHS to and you're still touching. You're still touching, You're still touching things.
1: Yeah. I, which is just, I am not doing that in those situations. I'm not. I'm not even like Did a... somebody come COVID. in with a power washer? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to see it with my eyes.
0: Like, after everybody's done. Like, after the next... Or next, and then we we shut that room down. We open up the next room. Power wash the one. Hazmat suit. Yeah. Power and wash. Yeah, power wash
2: it. <laughs> I think people were power washing all day in there.
0: Because, you know... Not everybody has great aim. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yep. That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm never sitting on that couch. Wash like, your hands. Evans, no, like, no way. No <laughs> uh. way. All right.
0: Let's do this. All right. Team Riz, remember, that is brought to you by Hot Shot Sports Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz from Potosi, Missouri. Kyle Hefner is out. Kyle's been a fan of The Rich Show since its inception, listens via the podcast every day, and says that his weekends are not the same with the show-off. Kyle says Rich Show uh, is how he keeps up with the news and what's going on with the world.
5: Hmm.
0: That's sad. <laughs> sad. Well, at least now you know. It's uh, you know, $100, 150 bucks to donate <laughs> sperm every, every time you visit. Put that in your pocket. Uh, Kyle says he truly loves the chemistry between all the members of the show. Well, thank you, Kyle. Kyle Hefner from Potosi is our Team Riz member of the day. Get super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Hello, podcast weirdos. Riz here for locally and family-owned Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. In business since 1976, along with their team of 600-plus expert tire and automotive service techs, who live right alongside you in the communities where they work. Whether you drive a car, van, light truck, SUV, hybrid, or EV, you could count on the friendly folks at Dobbs to provide you with the tires you need, just right for your vehicle and driving style at the lowest prices in town, guaranteed. And you could count on the Dobbs Service Pros for expert auto service done right the first time, including routine and preventative maintenance and complex diagnostic and engine repairs, with 43 stores, including Dobbs' newest store, in Columbia, Missouri, complete, full-service tire and automotive care has never been so convenient. So be sure to check out Dobbs' money-saving March deals on tires and auto service and repairs at go2dobbs.com. Then, drive into any of Dobbs' 43 convenient store locations for expert service and fantastic savings using Dobbs' March deals today. Go dobbs.com.
2: Hey, fellas, it's King Scott, and I want to talk about Victory Men's Health. Now, you already know that they've helped me for years. I've been going there for a long time, and my levels, when I first went in there, I was Low in vitamin D, I was low in testosterone, and I had all these other stuff going on. But, but thankfully, I've been going to Victorman's Health, and so my levels now are fantastic, all because of their help and because they come up with a custom plan that actually works for you. And another thing that's amazing about Victor Men's Health, they're always advancing. And right now, Victory Men's Health, they've launched a telehealthcare site called VictoryRx.com. Again, that's VictoryRx.com. And men, you go there, you get prescribed. their number one selling ED medication. It's a chewable tablet with the active ingredients of both Viagra and Cialis. And they've made this process super easy. So all you gotta do is go to the website, and they'll consult you right there via text. And Victor Men's Health, they've treated thousands of men in their standalone locations, like myself and a lot of my friends. And now they're giving men from all over the area Easier access to their number one selling ED medication. So go to victoryrx.com to learn more. It's time to get yourself back in shape. It's time to be you again. Go to Victor Mintz Health. That's Victor Mintz Health.com.
4: Hey, this is Rafe from the Rizzuto Show on 1057 The Point. That's right, you're talking to Captain Porksteak himself, and I want to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 100 times my money. This basketball season, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. Now, this week on Prize Picks, I'm looking at the playoff basketball board and selecting uh, Anthony Edwards for more than 29 points and Nikola Jocic for more than 10 rebounds, or Jalen Brunson for more than 30 points and Tyrese Halliburton for more than 10 assists. And WNBA is right around the corner. I'm going to pick Caitlin Clark to make three pointers on my lineup when the women's basketball season tips off later this month. Download the app today and use code Riz for a first deposit match up to $100. bucks. i am going to repeat that. Download the app today and use code Riz for the first deposit match up to 100 bucks. I love prize picks, and you will too. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: It's been, uh, it's been nice the past couple of days. Uh, anybody spent time outside yesterday? Okay. Out on the deck yesterday? Okay. Oh, you don't have a deck. Uh, your neighbor's got a deck, and you got deck envy. Or the deck you have is in disrepair. God forbid you walk barefoot out there, uh, you're going to get a splinter. I know when we moved into our house, uh, the deck was it was in disrepair. And at Colchesterville Fence Deck, we did a, a complete teardown, and then we rebuilt a new deck, including underdecking. Chessville Fence and Deck been in business for 56 years. St. Louis's top name in home improvement, quality and professionalism, that's what they put first in every single thing they do. Offering those fences and those decks and screen rooms, uh, patios, retaining walls, and windows. All the products guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty and if you mention the Riz show this month, you'll get 20% off your next installed outdoor project. Chesterfield Fence Deck, online at chesterfieldfence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Hey, this is Joe West, you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Welcome back to the Riz Show. Phone number 314 624 3833 at 618 398 3833. Make Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash raise the socials at RIZZ Show. Your emails, Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. Also send us your instant feedback through the 1057thepoint mobile app. Donnie Fandango is here. Hey, uh, We'll talk to our buddy Chris Kerber and yeah, just a little bit. How about the Blues winning last night? Making it interesting, but absolutely so. We'll take it. There's eight games left. I want to say there's eight games left in this season.
1: Fe- feels about right.
0: Yeah. And uh, listen, they're not going to be the worst team in the league.
1: No. And, and I think, if anything, man, the Blues fans have real reason for optimism, man. I, I, I feel I like so too. I don't think that this is going to be the, the rebuild that some people are afraid of. It's It's not going to be that. I don't think we're going to be down long. I really don't
0: this is so they won last night 6 to 5 it's the third straight game of six goals yeah yeah wow. they,
1: they, i mean they like watching them the, the offense is there it's just the, the
0: the defense it's just and the special team stuff is, is is pretty rough yeah yeah so listen we'll talk to Kerber. and uh, you know my my big question is you know what are the blues looking at or looking to do for the rest of the season yeah like, is it all about the younger players getting them ice time, getting them in the mix? I don't know. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting to hear what Kerber says about that.
1: One thing was very cool last night, and I don't know how many people caught it, but um, Jake Neighbors got into a fight last night, and um, so he gets into this fight. Does okay, goes to the box. They're playing "Fight for Your Right" over the PA. And he's in the box singing fight for yeah, your yeah. right after he just
0: got done. Uh, I think his mom fight. was there, too. His
1: mom and stepdad were there as well.
0: Yeah, And they interviewed his mom. Yeah.
1: And his mom said, well, he didn't get a goal, but it was still pretty good yeah. fight. He still yeah, did okay. Yeah, I'd rather okay. see
0: my kids score a goal, but okay, fight right. is a fight. Yeah, that was interesting. Also, we'll talk to our buddy Paulo Asencio. Yeah. The uh, Cardinals Spanish-language broadcaster will be in studio around uh, 8.30, 8.45. Also, another March Music Mayhem matchup. Dude, I love this tournament we're doing this year, with uh, putting Point Fest up against Point Fest. Yeah, all my favorite Point Fests have lost already. So, <laughs> listen, we thought yesterday the Point Fest with Run DMC was going to win, mm-hmm. and it did not. Right. It was like Weezer, Run DMC, and just, just a killer show. It was the 2001 Point Fest. Yeah. And and Rafe and I were predicting this could this could be the one to take it all. Nope.
1: Dude, I had an infected tooth at that Point Fest. And had to do the entire day all my interviews with like my jaw swollen. It was Ooh. like one of the most super super long days that I can remember. And 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 like it just felt like the day so was all never those end. great
0: bands playing, and that's what you remember. That couldn't, that's <laughs> couldn't remember anything about any of the bands. Just my tooth. Hurt.
1: It was just brutal all day.
0: So today it'll be Point Fest nineteen, which was two thousand six. Versus Point Fest 34, which was 2016. Two killer shows, and one of these shows moving on to the next round of uh, the March Music Mayhem Tournament. So again, we're putting Point Fest up against Point Fest because uh, this one that we're doing this year is 40. Point Fest 40, unbelievable, unbelievable. So you'll vote on the uh, on the website on the app, and uh, we'll play a uh, play a couple songs in the nine o'clock hour, and you. Get to choose what your favorite point fest was. Uh, okay, so I do. Before we get into crap on celebrities, I do have to make an announcement. I don't know if you saw this, Donnie, on Facebook yesterday. Uh, we've been notified of a fake Facebook profile posing as the Riz Show. Oh, jeez, mm-hmm. and soliciting for personal information from you know from our listeners. This is a fraudulent account, and is not operated by anyone here at the Riz Show or anyone at the radio station. So just be aware that there are not currently any promotions, events, offers on Facebook or social media that require you to give your personal information. Always got to be on the lookout, unfortunately. Yeah. There's a couple tells. First, my name is spelled wrong in the posting. So if it was something official from the Riz Show or the the radio station, I would hope. That it would be. Although with this crew, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I would hope. That it would spell my name right,
1: it would be Rizzuto with four Z's. It, yeah,
0: it was it was it was uh two Z's and like 17 T's, <laughs> where it's two Z's and one T, just so you know, for those of you scoring at home. But uh, no, somebody uh, yeah, somebody called the radio station yesterday and said, Hey, uh, you know, I gave my credit card information over. And go,
5: oh. oh man,
0: yeah, we we've been trying to contact Facebook, and I'm, I hope it's not up anymore. We, we've tried to get it taken yeah. down. I know the boss tried to call Mark Zuckerberg, to no avail.
1: <laughs> no avail. He didn't Tommy, answer. Tommy, the boss,
0: couldn't get through. huh? Yeah. Report, delete, or ignore any messages or posts posing as as the show. So again, don't don't give your credit card information over. What do you do? Don't yeah. do that. Please. Listen, I know you want to participate, but just oh. And we love you man, to I pieces. felt terrible. But... Yeah. When I heard that, it felt terrible. All right. Today is March the 29th. Back in the day. 94 years ago, 1929, President Herbert Hoover installed the first telephone in the Oval Office. 50 years ago today, in 1973, the U.S. withdrew the last troops from Vietnam. 48 years ago, 1975, this is fascinating. I'm a big Zeppelin fan. You a Zeppelin guy? I like Zeppelin, yes. Okay. Don't love, but like. 1975, Led Zeppelin had all six of their records on the Billboard Top 200 chart Jeez. at the same time. That's incredible. All six. So at number 124 was Led Zeppelin 3. Uh, 116 was the first record, Led Zeppelin. 104, Led Zeppelin 2. 92, Houses of the Holy. 83 was Led Zeppelin 4. And the number one record 48 years ago today was Physical Graffiti. That's so incredible. All six of their records in the top 250. That's some Beatles or stuff right there. Yeah. 37 years ago, 1986, Rock Me Amadeus by Falco hits number one. Dude, can, on the Hot 100. Just real.
1: That is one of the first songs that I remember trying to record off of the radio on pop stations here in town, KHTR, specifically. I loved that song. I was always trying to play and record, pause. And as soon as it started, Rock boom, Me I'm a Dance, you know? number
0: one. Loved it. On this day 37 years ago. I don't think Falco is with us any longer. I, ooh,
1: I honestly don't know. I mean, to me, that's like kind of the like a pretty, like, ultimate one-hit wonder kind of thing.
0: I don't think that dude did anything else. Uh, yeah, I don't—he don't, was a, a supposedly a conf- composer, uh, died in 1998. Oh. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. He couldn't have been that old. Falco died of severe injuries received on February 6th, 13 days before his 41st birthday, when his car collided with a bus uh-huh. in the Dominican Republic. Yikes! Ooh. Uh, Thirty-six years ago, 1987, at the peak of Hulkamania, in front of 93,173 fans at the Pontiac Silverdome, WrestleMania 3. Get out of here, Hulk Hogan! And I'm getting chills. Even uh, I'm I, getting it, one of the greatest even, moments of my life. I'm getting chills even talking about it. Hulk Hogan body slams 520 pound Andre the Giant. To retain the WWF title,
1: dude. And the thing that was so rad is all of the things that led up to that, like Andre the Giant going heel in the first place. Like it blew my young mind. I couldn't wrap my head around it, man. Oh, that was so awesome. Oh, that was. So, I could see it in my head yep. too. That's one he, of the and best. He, parts listen, about he didn't
0: get him far off the ground. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he maybe got him waist, you know, waist high with a little, with a little hop from Andre. Yeah, a little help. But if you watch some of those old WWE matches, it, they're really cheesy. And the guys are just so roided out huge. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different than it is now. And now it's high-flying, uh, you know, really at, I'm not saying it wasn't athletic back then. Yeah. But now it's like another level of athleticism. Well,
1: also, too, man, everything that you're doing is filmed in, like, 4K and whatever. So you best make sure that you're selling whatever it is, whatever move you're doing, or it's absolutely going to be caught and then some. And then you're a meme or whatever. So did, did he slam Andre?
0: Then, then did Hogan do the leg drop? I think he did the leg drop, and that y- was it. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was his finishing move, the leg drop.
1: Also, too, and I, I'm he sure just he just
0: jumped on him with his leg.
1: If you have not seen the Andre the Giant uh, documentary that's wonderful. on HBO Max, it is fantastic,
0: wonderful. Uh, 31 years ago, 1992, presidential candidate Bill Clinton admits that he'd experimented with marijuana a time or two. But do you remember the quote?
1: Didn't inhale, yeah. I didn't inhale, My
0: ass. and I didn't try it again. But we know Billy lies.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Uh, 30 years ago in 1993, the Supreme Court announced they'd used Two Live Crews' case to decide whether copyright holders can ban song parodies. So, Two Live Crew won the dispute with Roy Orbison's publishing company over their naughty song, Pretty Woman, a parody of Orbison's Oh, Pretty Woman. 27 years ago, in 1996, Tommy and Pamela Lee sued Penthouse for 10 million bucks. Uh, they were asking a judge to stop the magazine from marketing the stolen home video, showing them, you know, getting it on. They failed. I guess we won? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, at the time. At the uh, time. Now it's, it's kind of sleazy. Yep. I think it. am thinking back. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Everybody was very excited to see it. When your buddy got a copy of it, everybody was excited to see it. Man. Now, in hindsight, Yes. Sleazy, indeed. But stop lying. You wanted to see it. You wanted to see it. A record person
1: brought it in to the Old Point Studio, um, like, conference room on Cole and Tucker. And it was playing in that conference room. Damn. Yes. That's where I saw it. That's Damn. the only time in which that I Gosh. have seen it. Times have changed, thankfully.
0: Uh, 18 yeah. years ago, 2005, former O.J. Simpson attorney Johnny Cochran dies of an inoperable brain tumor. He was 67. And three years ago today, 2020, country singer Joe Diffie dies after contracting COVID-19. That's oh. the worst. Less than a week after we... Did a whole Joe Diffie segment.
2: I know, On man. this radio
0: program.
1: One more for you. It was man. on this date back in 1994 that the Crow soundtrack was released.
0: Whoa. There you go. That We're going to play soundtrack. a couple from that
1: during Alt 101 today at 12 noon. Whoa, so, and what was on that? Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails covering Joy Division. Uh, right. The big single was Big Empty from SPP. That's right. You had, you had The Cure doing Burn on there. You had Pantera on there, Rage Against the Machine. Yep, it was, what a soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, one of the best of the
0: 90s for sure. Cool. So listen to Donnie for uh, a revisiting of that soundtrack. We shall do that today just after 12 noon. All right, that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show, Crap on Celebrities. All right, it's time to find out what's going on in music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities, which is brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best flush to rest, brighthouseco.com, 636-600-0188. So a little Crap on Who Said It quiz to start us off. Okay. So, who said this? Even when I was 21, Lube was just part of the conversation. <laughs> Even when I was 21, Lube was just part of the conversation. Was that Emily Ratajkowski, Christina Aguilera, Charlie Sheen, Neil Patrick Harris, or Madonna? Even when I was 21, Lube I I got it. was just part of the conversation. Madonna. I mean, that's, Madonna my, that's my guess. guess, Madonna. No? No, no not oh. Madonna. Christina Aguilera? Winner.com. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, uh, she is uh, getting in the lube business. She's getting in the lube business. Christina Aguilera, co-founder and chief wellness advisor of Playground, a company specializing in personal lubricants. All right. Hey. She says, quote, as early as that was for me in my career. I've always loved talking about sex So there you go, Christina Aguilera Hey, make that money Speaking of sex Once you declare something in a song You better be able to back that up indefinitely So I was thinking of a couple examples Like if you're George Thorogood You better always be bad to the bone Always (laughs) If you are right, said Fred There could be no situation ever For which you are not too sexy
1: (laughs) It's a lot of pressure, man
0: And if you're Lionel Richie You damn well well better last all night long. (laughs) He was on The View yesterday. And Lionel Richie says, quote, When I wrote all night long, it was truly all night long. Now my all night long is down to a fierce 15 minutes.
1: (laughs) Man, I want to see that guy live so bad. And he's touring this summer with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and unfortunately it's not Ooh. coming oh, to St. Louis. Yeah. But, man, I mean, like, I just forget all the great songs that that dude had, man. So many, so many.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him. Uh, man, there's a couple artists that I'm bummed I didn't, I didn't get to see, either for them not coming here or just me being lazy. Phil Collins. Absolutely. Yeah. Bummed. I never went to go see Phil Collins,
1: and I should have paid for a ticket to the Genesis reunion tour uh, yeah. last year because that will never happen again. He's done. Yeah, he's done, done. And, and,
0: and not in great shape apparently. Yeah. Uh, Elton John. Yep.
1: Same. Stevie Wonder was another one. Stevie for me. Wonder. Oh, that was man. so stupid. Yeah, I could have bought tickets. What was I thinking? Yeah. Nothing.
0: There is one band that. I thought I'd never get to see you again, but I believe we're announcing something next week that I will get an opportunity to, to check off my list. That I was bummed that I didn't see you the first time they came around. Yeah. uh, And just out of sheer laziness, I didn't go. Had a ticket. Had a ticket.
2: Didn't go. Because i like, ah. Yeah, one of those on the road. And we'll, we'll talk about it the next week. We were in a random town. This is back when I used to tour and sell the merch and stuff and they gave us all free tickets to go see Prince down the road. And Prince, another one. Throw I Prince didn't do on it. that list. I was like, nah, I'll, I'll stay here and do this thing yep. and go and now eat. He's rest. dead. Yeah.
0: Missed it. Free. free. Would have been free. Free. Uh, uh, remember, remember the Mike Myers movie, The Love Guru? Yes.
1: Wasn't it like, I never saw uh, it, but wasn't it like abysmally rated?
0: Friggin' bomb. Just terrible. Right. right. Yeah, look Frank's up the Rotten script. Tomatoes on The on Love Guru. Yeah, what was the, I forgot what the, the premise was.
2: I have no clue. I never saw it. It just looked
1: and I love Mike Myers, but it just looked,
0: yeah, terrible, terrible. Because he was on a little roll there, and then that that kind of killed it.
2: Oh, actually, that's weird. You said it was a bad, it was a thirteen well, percent on
0: thirteen percent bombed <laughs> in the theaters. Well, there's a radio guy up in Canada who says that he was fired from the movie because he broke a big rule on the set of The Love Guru: no eye contact with Mike Myers. I don't know. I'm going to take this with a grain. He said that so there's a radio guy up in, in Canada. He says he was a security guard assigned to a shooting location in downtown Toronto. And this was back in 2008. He said that he was warned. You can't look at him. He's going to be in a wig. He's going to be in prosthetics. But you can't look at him. Mike Myers was in costume on the guy's first day. And uh, this is the guy's, he said, quote, first hour I'm there. I don't know what he looks like yet. So I see a man approaching, long hair, thick beard, and I think... That's Mike Myers. I look down not to look at him. But then I realize I'm a security guard. You can't just let anyone into the trailer. So I look up. I catch his eye for a second. Then within the hour, I get a phone call saying, you're fired. Get off the set. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm calling. Get the f*** out of here.
1: I don't know, man. I I that just, I don't know. I, I don't believe that.
0: I just he, don't. He's you know, Canadian. I think that's one of those... Kind of urban legends that hold don't make eye contact. Did that ever happen? Is there a documented case of that ever happening? I'm sure. And somebody getting fired for something like this?
2: Like Kim Jong-un or something. I I was actually at
1: Lollapalooza one year that Jack White headlined, and he was coming through the press area, and I heard them say over the radios, here comes Jack White, everybody look away. No way. Yes, but I don't know if it was a joke at that time amongst those folks, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he came through in the the Or maybe it
0: could be a handler trying to be... Proactive and listen.
1: If there is anything that we have learned over our time working with bands, is that a majority of the time it is the tour manager or the band manager. The overly cautious. That's 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 the issue, not the artist. Something
2: close, but it makes sense if you take a step back. But some of those big concerts. They'll have you where they make everyone, it doesn't matter what band you're in or crew you're in, they make you get out of the hallway and you know the head act is coming out. But it's so they can oh, the focus and they run. They'll and, clear the hallway yeah. so
0: they could be go to wherever they gotta go yeah. unimpeded. But a lot of right. bands don't care.
2: That. A lot of bands don't care, but some are they wanna stay focused and they're
0: Yeah, just so you know, Mike Myers people say the story is completely BS. They say Mike didn't have a bodyguard on on the Love Guru. So I'm I'm taking what a what a grain. The, the weirdest thing I'd ever had told to me or asked of me before interviewing somebody, and you may remember this, uh, Jeff and I interviewed Scott Weiland at a ho-ho show at the pageant. I don't know, was, was I music director then or were you? I think you were. Okay. Yeah, I think you were. I think you were still doing afternoons. So, ho-ho show, Scott wiland it was Eagles of Death Metal and Scott Wyland solo. They said, all right, you guys are going to interview Scott Weiland. It's going to be the Halo Bar. Uh, he was like 45 minutes late. And for anybody else, I was such a big Stone Temple Pilots fan, such a big Scott Weiland fan. I, I didn't care. I'm like, I'll wait 45 minutes. For so before he came down, it uh, wasn't his manager, it was the head of the record label. guy named, remember Danny Bush? Yeah, absolutely. He was heading up whatever label that he was yeah. on at the time. Uh, so uh, he goes, hey. He goes, just, just so you know, if, if Scott says there are helicopters following him, just go with it. Like, he's really paranoid that this helicopter's following him. Just if he could, just don't correct him. Don't make fun of him. Just kind of go with it. Super sad. Yeah. Because he was out of his mind. I remember... Out of his mind. I remember Jeez. listening to that, or at least parts of it, and it was painful. It was painful because as a fan... I just had so much, and that was my first opportunity to to interview him. Yeah, man.
1: Well, then, and then also, then you start thinking about the human factor of what is going on in this guy's... And the thing that that sucks about it is that I had the opportunity to interview Wine on three times. Twice he was clean, once he wasn't. And when he was clean, he was the sweetest, most wonderful interview. But, man, when he what, the time that he wasn't, it was nonsense. Like, I I, I aired it because I had to, Yeah. but I was just like, this is
0: terrible. He man. lit a cigarette and didn't smoke it, and the thing burned down to his fingertips. And man. he was, like, burning. And didn't even realize it.
1: And and for real, one of the best front people I have ever oh, seen yeah. in my right.
2: life. Is that called enabling? If they're putting him out there still, even though he's that uh, I mean, goofed up? You can only help a guy so much.
0: Hmm. I I'm- guess at that point with him and his his history of drug abuse.
1: And, and who knows, at that point in in, in his existence, he might have only had people that he associated with that allowed him to do that kind of behavior. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he might have kicked he out anybody. He was not an SDP at the
0: time. He was doing the okay. solo thing. Okay. Right. Because they and didn't let him mess and then around. Basically, that. at that night at the pageant, he was just about booed off the stage. Yeah. Uh, I remember people complaining the next people day. People complained because he only did one Stone Temple Pilot song. It was like a jazzed up version of Interstate Love song. And he did all the other solo stuff, which I was actually a fan of. Remember, Barbarella, yeah, Lady, Your Roof Rings Me Down, right? But and From again, the like Bar Blues record, wh- wh- where could he have gone if it
1: was? I mean, he, again, I know, that's yeah. just sad.
0: Yeah. Uh, so when John Favreau got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame back in February, Robert Downey Jr. christened his star with a piece of chewed up gum. So He just <laughs> put it during the ceremony. just put it right on the. Let me be the first oh, to that's do this. Awesome. Uh, and now that gum, ladies and gentlemen, is on eBay with a starting bid of $55,000 Canadian dollars. That's a little over uh, 40000 U.S. Is it legit? Who knows? The seller claims to have attended the ceremony, scooped the gum up right from the star, And the seller says, quote, I'm selling it in the same condition I got it in, and it can be tested for his DNA. Of course, that would depend on Mr. Downey giving you a sample of his DNA. Good luck with that.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, no.
0: Robert, no. No. There's but... no
2: need. There's no need.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe there's some idiot that's going to buy it for 40 grand. Right. I don't know. How cool is that? It's so a uh, little flavor left, which is nice. It was fruit stripe gum. No flavor uh, uh Are you a fan of Kirby Enthusiasm? Yes. Big
1: fan? Yeah, I have not watched the last couple of seasons, but I'm slowly kind of rewatching.
0: Yes. I am uh, a Kirby Enthusiasm enthusiast. Mm hmm. Love it. Love everything about it. My wife hates it. Hates it. Cause he, you know, she thinks that Larry David is just a piece of garbage. And I see myself in Larry David a little bit. Maybe that's why I relate. I I I, I feel
1: I feel the same. I was watching an episode the other day <laughs> where they were at like a lunch. And Jeff and Jeff was saying something to Susie about getting a divorce. About if we get a divorce, I just I don't want there to be any fighting. I just want you to take whatever you want, and I'll take whatever's left over. And then Susie just lays into him mm. like, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna change everything. She's one of the
0: best yellers on TV.
1: Just one oh, of the amazing. best. And when her and Larry get into it, it's it is it's amazing
0: to me. Well, it looks like this is gonna be it for Kirby enthusiasm. There's gonna be a season 12. Which is They just finished filming, but this this is pretty much it. Uh, season 12 just finished filming this week, in fact. Uh, and the final episode, according to a source, felt like a homecoming. So in a now-deleted tweet, John Heyman, who's a writer-producer for the show, tweeted out a photo of himself with Larry writing, maybe you love the show, maybe you hate the show, maybe you don't give a crap. In any event, shooting the last scene of the last episode in the final season. Hmm. Richard Lewis is also on the show. Great on the show. Oh, yeah. so good. He also tweeted out about his last ever scene of the series. Says, I was there I was a few hours ago in my trailer on location to shoot my last season of Kirby Enthusiasm season 12. Hard to believe we started in 2000. The cast and crew all knew we were working for a genius. When that rarity happens, no one ever takes a moment for granted. We love you, Larry David. I think and it's
1: time, though. That's—I mean—that's all right.
0: Yeah. And his current contract with HBO is up—is up this year, so it's—it's it's, it's unknown if he's going to resign. Um, and there's been no comment from HBO. So with its 11th season, Curb became HBO's longest-running series. I'll be darned. Boy, think of the money that Larry David has.
2: He's done okay. He's done okay. I
0: mean, he's done all right with the Seinfeld residuals and wow. all that stuff. He's all right. Wow. Uh, anybody watch Yellowstone?
2: Yes. No. Not the new season, but before that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, want to get into it. Uh, it is the show that everybody's talking about. Yeah, it's
1: one of those ones, but I don't know that. I, yeah, truthfully, I don't know that that's one I'll ever watch.
2: It's a soap opera, but the landscape is worth watching. It's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: So I guess Kevin Costner's future with Yellowstone is, is concerning fans. Yeah. Um, but we have a new actor coming into the play. Larry uh, coming David. In, coming into the mix. Uh, rumors have, have kind of swirled around that there could be a spinoff series starring Matthew McConaughey oh. and much of the original cast. Well, on Tuesday, those rumors were confirmed by the head of Paramount Media Networks. Uh, There were no updates on the Costner situation, but he did say about Yellowstone, wouldn't be what it is today without Kevin, and we hope that he stays for a long time to come. And then he shared the news that Matthew McConaughey is lined up to star in a Yellowstone spinoff, which is happening regardless of whether Kevin Costner is in or out.
2: That, that The fellow that created that, he has Tulsa King, Yellowstone, and all the different year ones. That's Taylor just, Sheridan. Yeah, he is wow. crushing. So
0: they said Matthew McConaughey Absolutely is lined crushing. up to star in a Yellowstone extension, which will move forward regardless of whether Costner costume returns to the original. In fact, it's one of more than 10 projects that 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 uh, uh, Chris McCarthy, the head of Paramount, has with creator Taylor Sheridan. Okay. Wow.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that guy's on a roll, man.
0: Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Have you seen the re- The I don't know, is it a reboot? I think they did an amazing job when they brought it back, I thought. I wouldn't call it a reboot. It's just. No, it's a it's, continuation. It's a continuation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus has released the official trailer for season two of Beavis and Butthead. The first two episodes will premiere April 20th. In the second season, Beavis and Butthead. Like things that are cool and hate things that suck. (laughs) That's basically it.
1: You know, man, when it comes to, like, Mike Judge-related stuff, I'm all in. Yep. Like I, dude, I just love it, I, and I cannot wait for King of the Hill to come back.
0: So, uh, and that is coming back. That is
1: coming back. That'll be on
0: Hulu. Yes. Uh, now we will have one fewer award shows this year. Uh, the American Music Awards taking a year off. Sorry to no. let you know this way. Oh, oh gonna... no! What are they going to do with all those pointy trophies? Well, the Billboard Music Awards will slide into the regular AMA slot uh, in November. So. I was finally
2: going to watch the AMA, and now. Yeah,
0: just so you know.
1: These award shows are the worst. And also too, and, and I don't know that the I don't know. It, the idea that a radio company has their own award show, please stop. It. Oh, iHeart? Please, please, please stop. I, I could weaken rage about that right now. It makes me so
0: unbelievably angry. And it's just so like Well, and you know the way and you know the way this works. So they get all the biggest stars. To come out to the iHeart Awards, which which aired on with Fox uh, on Monday or sun, or Sunday, what it was. So here's how they do that: They go, if you don't show up to this award show, we will drop your song from every one of our stations. Boom! Wow! That's how that works.
1: And they have so many radio stations across the country that if, if that maybe it doesn't hurt your Twenty One Pilots artist, but if you're trying to build something, you're crushed. You're out. And, and it it is just. I cannot imagine the artists left playing in that situation. It just, I, I, mm. I it, yeah. Why don't you worry about making good radio first well, before you worried about an award show? Yeah. Speaking
0: of award shows, the CMT Music Awards are this Sunday. Oh, boy. And they just added three more reasons to watch. Uh, you'll be seeing performances from Shania Twain, Gwen Stefani, and Alanis Morissette. All right. Uh, Shania is also getting the Equal Play Award, which they added a couple years ago. It's for artists who helped elevate diverse and and unrepresented voices in country music. Uh, Gwen Stefani is set to duet with Carly Pierce during the show, which I guess will be interesting. And Alanis Morissette will be performing with four other artists. Ingrid Andres, uh, Lani Wilson, Madeline Edwards, and Morgan Wade. They're doing You Ought to Know to celebrate the 10th anniversary of CMT's next Women of Country franchise.
2: Lainey, Put that on your calendar. I will. I saw this amazing clip from, I think it was the CMT or one of the Country Music Awards from back in the day, and they had Alan Jackson. He was at his, you know, just the big dog at the time. And they're like, we want your band to play this, but you're not actually going to do any music. We're going to have the, you know, just backtracked. So you guys can't play any instruments or anything. And he didn't want to do it, but he kind of had that contract thing. So he did it. But he had his drummer not use drumsticks, so the whole time you watched the video, he's back there just hammering away with nothing. It's uh, no cymbals move or anything. I love that. Yeah. It made me love it, man.
0: Uh, Have you ever heard of the Australian punk band Private Function? No. Mm -mm. So you are missing out. And they're giving a whole new meaning to Gold Records, selling limited copies of vinyl filled with their own
2: urine. Mm, This
0: is a first. The band says congratulations to the 50 people who ordered the gold version of our new record. You just bought a liquid disc full of RP. And they also asked fans not to use their DNA to commit crimes. Uh, if you want to see how this whole thing works, the band's got an Instagram video posted. So look up private function. If that's your thing. <laughs> uh, anybody see John Wick 4? My son saw it. Nope. Not uh, no said it was the best movie you've seen, he's seen this year. Wow. Uh, said it was amazing. All the great adjectives for John Wick Four got great reviews. Yeah,
2: Rotten Tomatoes up
0: in the in the high nineties, mid to high nineties. Uh, Keanu Reeves did not have a lot to say in John Wick Chapter Four. The Wall Street Journal actually counted how many words he said in the movie. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, the star of John Wick Four, which has a running time of two hours and forty nine minutes.
1: Jeez, I can't
0: wait. He said. 380 words. Dude,
2: that's fantastic. I wonder how many minutes though was him just doing that. 380 words
0: right an almost three-hour movie. Dude, that's
2: amazing.
0: And and about 10% of his words are spoken in the in the movie's two and a half minute trailer. And he says more in the trailer than he does in the first 25 minutes of the movie. Here's Keanu's longest line of dialogue in John Wick, Chapter 4. You and I left a good life behind a long time ago, my friend. That's it. Wow. Longest, that's his longest
1: line. <laughs> congrats to the scriptwriter. Hey, man, absolutely. And congrats to Keanu for just being flipping awesome.
0: Yeah, well and, and, can and, do and, that. And by the way, they say that was Keanu's call. The director says uh, Mr. Reeves stripped out roughly half the dialogue written for his character in the initial script. Wow! So for the first John Wick movie, Keanu Reeves almost—I'm not gonna say—do a million dollars is is almost free, but for a, a movie star of his statue, you know, mm-hmm. stature, a million dollars to get Keanu Reeves to do a movie for you, it's basically a favor. Yeah. Which I think it was. I think uh, was uh, was John Wick done by the stunt guys from. Or the stunt director from The Matrix, if it's I'm not mistaken?
2: Something like that.
0: I don't know. So almost as a favor, Keanu Reeves did it. For this last one, he made uh, uh, $15 million.
1: Oh, well, good. Yeah. yeah. About time. Yeah.
0: He'll be all right. Uh, X-Files. Anybody an X-Files fan? Nah, man. Well, I they get like a it. reboot courtesy of uh, Ryan Coogler, who is the director of Black Panther. Uh, the X-Files creator Chris Carter says He's got his work cut out for him because we Covered so much territory And it's, it, it, this is sad that it's going to upset some people But uh, Chris Carter also said The new version will have a quote diverse cast No details yet But this uh, Ryan Cooler guy he's, he's pretty accomplished He did Creed movies uh, Judas and the Black Messiah Space Jam and New Legacy
2: Oh wow Ooh, so Some good stuff <laughs>
0: And uh, finally, in your Crap on Celebrity Day, Kelly Ripa. She's been doing live for for 22 years. She started out with Regis, right? She now makes around $20 million a year, but she didn't always have the kind of stroke she has now. Uh, In fact, when she started as Regis Philbin's co-host, she didn't even have her own office. It took them four years to clean out a janitor's closet and put a desk in it so she could have a place to put her things. So says Kelly Ripa. She also didn't have her own bathroom for a couple of years. She had to use the same one as the 250 audience members. She says, quote, I have to host the show and I'm still waiting in line to use the bathroom. And in addition to all this chaos, Kelly Ripa says she was blindsided twice when both Regis and his replacement, Michael Strahan, left the show. And she says, had I known how difficult it would have been, I don't know that I would have gone for it. I just think my ignorance in the situation wound up being my blessing and my superpower. I did not have an easy time. Things are a lot better now, obviously. 20 million a year.
2: I think it might have been worth it. Seems like it.
0: Yeah. And And, I'm
2: sure at the time it was worth waiting in line.
0: uh, Kelly knew well in advance that Ryan Seacrest decided to leave, but they're still really close, so it's all good. It was ABC's idea to replace him with Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos. All right, celebrating a birthday today, Lucy Lawless, Zena Warrior Princess. She is 55 today.
1: Speaking of an amazing Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, she was a, a Larry's Love Interest. That's in, right. A, in, in one of the early seasons. Yeah, That's
0: right. Uh, John Popper from? Lose Traveler. Lose Traveler. He is 56. Uh, that's the guy that is armed to the teeth at all times. Yeah. Correct. Not just with harmonicas, but he was busted with pretty much an arsenal in his car. And during I, a pullover, once. and
1: I believe still during Blues Traveler's shows, smokes like an absolute chip. He lost a lot of weight though. Yeah, but yeah. I still think because like the last time I think they played Delmar Hall, like somebody that I knew went said that he would just go off to the side when he wasn't playing and just be chain smoking away. I mm. need to
2: see them. I still have never seen them live. Really fantastic. I have John Popper, fifty-six. El uh,
0: McPherson, former Aussie supermodel's fifty-nine. Amy Sedaris. Jerry yeah. on Stranger with a Candy. One uh, of the greatest shows of all time. She is uh, 62. Harry Farrell from Jane's Addiction is 64. And Monty Python genius Eric Idle is 80. Wow. And, and, and brilliant. 80 <laughs> yeah. and brilliant. Uh, today's Portal Birthday which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Sugar Cane. And today's birthday girl has been in 65 films, including Assume the Position, Breaking and Entering, Chubby Cheeks 1, Fast Times at Deep Crack High 8 in a movie called I Want to Be a Whore. So then she went to Slut Training. That's the name of a movie. In okay. uh, a movie called Truck Stop Anal Tramps and Who Could Forget a role In 2002's Howard Ramones Bada Bimbos. Sugarcane is 40 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays and that was your crap on celebrities. Alright, up after the break, let's give away some stuff. Sounds great. Donnie? Yes, sir. Let's do a contest. And you came up with something today. You were wearing your St. Louis Cardinals uh, uh, T-shirt. Yes. Opening day is tomorrow. Yes. What are we playing?
1: All right. So this game, I I titled it last night, Past, Present, Never, St. Louis Cardinals Edition. All right? Past, Present, Never, St. Louis Cardinals Edition. I'm going to throw three players your way. All right? Okay. You're going to tell me, Past Cardinal, Present Cardinal, Never a Cardinal. Okay. All right? Dang. Easy as that. All right, I've got some of these with varying degrees of difficulty, uh, but uh, you know, like for instance, Scott. Here we okay. go. Past, present, never. St. Louis Cardinals edition. Ray Langford. Past. Colton Wong. Past. Wilson Contreras.
2: Present. Oh, that's the current. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Present. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Boom. You get two of those three, you're a winner. That's what it's right? right you win. And yeah. that I would say was probably an that's easier one of those. Yeah. yeah.
0: Donnie's gonna throw some curveballs here. Absolutely. So past. Present, current, cardinal. Two out of three, right? You win. Actually, my name was better. Past, present, never. Past, Past present, never. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep, sorry, right, right. sorry. I'll, the I'll, present, I'll get it during the
2: break. <laughs> You got some good choice. Chock there. full of
0: good stuff. Yeah. Hey, podcasters, if you're somebody who suffers from chronic sinus infections, it's misery. You know it. I'm talking about two or three sinus infections a month. You should have a consultation with Dr. Gould at St. Louis Sinus Center. If you're suffering from facial pain and drainage and pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time to get yourself fixed up. Take action by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center and ask about their balloon sinus dilation. It's easier than going to the dentist. It's proven to be as effective as your traditional sinus surgery. Now, a balloon sinus dilation, minimally invasive procedure. 90 to 95% of patients who have this procedure should never have to have another sinus procedure in their life believe there can be relief. Paul St. Louis Sinus Center, 3144-RELIEF. That's 3144-RELIEF. Or hit them up online, stlsinuscenter.com, stlsinuscenter.com, St. Louis Sinus Center.
2: Hey, fellas, it's King Scott, and I want to talk about Victory Men's Health. Now, you already know that they've helped me for years. I've been going there for a long time, and my levels, when I first went in there, I was low in vitamin D, I was low in testosterone, and I had all these other stuff going on. But but thankfully, I've been going to Victory Men's Health, and so my levels now are fantastic, all because of their help. And because they come up with a custom plan that actually works for you. And another thing that's amazing about Victory Men's Health, they're always advancing. And right now, Victory Men's Health, they've launched a telehealthcare site called VictoryRx.com. Again, that's VictoryRx.com. And men, you go there, you get prescribed their number one selling ED medication. It's a chewable tablet with the active ingredients of both Viagra and Cialis. And they've made this process super easy. So all you got to do is go to the website, and they'll consult you right there via text. And Victory Men's Health, they've treated thousands of men in their standalone locations like myself and a lot of my friends. And now they're giving men from all over the area easier access to their number one selling ED medication. So go to VictoryRx.com to learn more. It's time to get yourself back in shape. It's time to be you again. Go to Victor That's Health. That's Ah, uh,
0: Nice weather yesterday. Spending time out on the deck. My deck courtesy of Chester Fence Deck. When we bought our house back in 2018, yeah, I think 2018, the, the, the deck was in, in disrepair, and we we're trying to put Band-Aids on it, like the railings were loose. We have to tell people, please, for your for your health and safety, don't lean against the rail, because you could plummet to your death. Uh, so we, we eventually had to do it. We had to, we had to bite the bullet. We had to call in Chesterfield Vance's deck, and they did a tear down of the old deck and put up a gorgeous new deck. They used their own crews. They used their own tools. Um... you'll get 20% off your next outdoor project. It's Chesterfield Fence and Deck. They're online at chesterfieldfence.com. Chesterfield Fence and Deck, after all, who doesn't want a bigger deck?
6: On. Attention Riz Show fans and weirdos. Let me tell you about Woods Basement Systems. The all things basement experts. Right now you can get a free estimate at moonloveswoods.com because spring is here and that means rain and wet soaked ground all around your house. If your basement has musty smells, damp walls, signs of mold or mildew, maybe even standing water in your basement after a rainstorm, you gotta call Woods today. Wet and leaky basements do not get better with time, they get better with Woods. Remember I had that incredible incredibly difficult front porch situation that looked bad and was a total safety hazard. And Woods Basement Systems helped me fix that for good. Not only did they level the entire slab of concrete, but they installed piers to make sure that the job was done right for the long term. They can fix your settling driveways and so much more. The basement waterproofing, the foundation repair, egress windows. Go to moonloveswoods.com for a free estimate today. Don't wait any longer. Prevent further damage. Remember, the problems won't get better with time. They'll get better with Woods because the problem will be fixed forever. It's the all things basementy experts at Woods Basement Systems. Get that free estimate at moonloveswoods.com.
2: Hey, this is Gary Valentine and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz.
0: All right, I'm going to throw out the eagle call once again. Eagle call! Join Team Riz Purple Stride St. Louis 2023 Auto benefit. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Join us. Our uh, team captain, Tracy Bibb for to Support Research and Awareness through the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Saturday, April 29th in Forest Park. We always have a great time. It's a great cause. A great opportunity just to be in Forest Park and just be outside. So get signed up by Sunday, April 16th. Raise a minimum of 50 bucks and you'll get this year's Team Riz Premium T-shirt. Again, thanks to Tracy Bibb. Thanks to more jewelry for helping to sponsor <laughs> Team Riz Join us, Purple Stride, Pancreatic Cancer, Action Network, Saturday, April 29th, Forest Park. All the details at 1057thepoint.com. All right, let's give away some stuff. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some sh- free sh- All right, and the game we're playing is called... Past,
1: Present, and Never St. Louis Cardinals Edition.
0: Very simple concept. Yep. Donnie's going to give you a name. Yep. And you have to tell us, is this a past cardinal, current cardinal, or... Never a cardinal. Something from a movie or just something made up. 100%. All right, two out of three right. You win your choice of tickets. Tickets for Point Fest. Point Fest happening Saturday, May 27th. Tickets to go see The Offspring with Sum 41. August 27th. Tickets to go see Fall Out Boy with the Alkaline Trio. Friday night, June 23rd. And we got tickets to go see Deastir with Breaking Benjamin. August 29th. All those shows at the Hollywood Casino Appetito. 314-624-3833 or 618 33 eight thirty eight thirty three. Let's go to the phones, and we've got Abby in St. Louis. Good morning, Abby. Good morning, guys. All right, Abby. Past, present, or never, Cardinal. Your first name. All right, first name. Dizzy Dean. Past. Correct. Cardinal. All right. Nice
1: <laughs> Orlando Cepeda. Orlando Cepeda. Past, present, never. Never. Incorrect. That is a past. He is a, he is one of the, uh, he's a goat. He's one of the Cardinals' greatest players. All right. right, And then finally, you get this one right, you're winning. All right. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Past, present, never. Present. Incorrect. Yeah, he is bird. one of the best players in baseball, but he plays for the Angels, not the Cardinals. Sorry about that. You're gonna be Eddie. like that,
0: Donnie. I am
1: gonna be like that. Absolutely so. He's it's welcome to join us, though.
0: All right, Jared. Hello. Ready, ready to play. Past, present, or never Cardinal. All right, here we go. Sort of. Barry Bonds. Pass.
1: That would be a never. Ooh. Never. He has never played ah. for the Cardinals. All right. How about this one? Pedro Serrano. Past, present, never. Never. Yeah. That's correct, because that's Pedro Serrano from the movie right. Major League. Eagle call. Nice job. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> call, but okay. And you get this one right, and you're a winner here. Jordan Walker, past, present, never. Present?
0: You said present? That is correct. That is correct. Oh, no, I'm sure, but you got it. There you go, man. You're a winner. Nice man. job. Okay, one winner. Uh, Corey, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, so in honor of opening day, which is tomorrow, past, present, or never, Cardinal. Here we go, Corey. All right, Corey. Uh, Dexter Fowler. Past.
1: Correct. Past. Ryan Helsley. Current. Present. 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 Correct. Winner. All right. And can I give him the last one, just
0: just just for fun? Well, let's move on to Ryan. Well, That's probably a better idea. Let's move on to Ryan. Okay. Corey's already getting, Scott's already taking Corey's information. So
1: we don't even need to mess with that. I'll, I'll save this good save one for the
0: one. next one. Yep, got it. Uh, going to, uh, Ryan, hello, Ryan Morning, happy birthday, Donnie
1: Hey, thank you very much, buddy, I appreciate
0: <laughs> it Alright, Ryan, here you go, past, present, or never Alright, uh, Crash Davis Never
1: Correct, because he is a star in the movie Major, I'm sorry, in uh, Bull Durham Bull Durham Alright, uh, Jack Flaherty, past, present, Current. never Current. There you go, winner, winner
0: I like it, good Let's go to Steve in Cedar Hills. Steve. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Here we go. All right, Steve. Uh, Vince
1: Coleman, past, present, never. Never. Uh, Incorrect. Present. Uh, All right. I'm sorry. No. uh, uh, Past. 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 All right. And here's uh, Bill White, past, present, never. Past. That is correct. Correct
0: he played for the Cardinals?
1: He played for the Cardinals and was uh, president of the National yeah. League for, for a time as well. Uh, you get this one right. You're a winner. Uh, past, present, never. Edgar Renteria.
0: That's past. Yes.
1: Correct. Winner,
0: winner. Um, I like it. Rolling through these. Nathan, hello. Good morning. All right, Nathan. Past, present, or never Cardinal? All right, here we go. Lars
1: Bar. That'd be present. That
0: a boy. God love Lars. Tommy Edmonds. Tommy Edmonds. Be present as well. Be present as well. Winner, winner. All right. There goes that one. 314 624 3833 or 618 398 3833. Let's go to Ken. Uncle Ken, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? All right, Ken, here we go. Past, present, or never. Make Uh, this especially hard for Ken.
1: All right. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll do uh, Daryl Porter. Past, present, never. Superman, that is the past. There you go, very good. All right, here's one: Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. Past, present, never. Never. It's never because that's Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. Nicely done, Ken. All Nicely right. done.
0: Rather. Ken wins. Ken wins. Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. i The greatest. Uh, let's go to AJ. Good morning, AJ. Happy brother there is. Thank you, buddy. All right, past, present, or never Cardinal. Here we go. All right, AJ, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, past, present, never. Never. Correct. Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. That's right.
1: <laughs> Calvin Lelouch. Calvin Lelouch, past, present, never.
0: Never. Yeah, very wow. good.
1: That's Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so you're winning. Yeah, he, he won. Yeah, good, good, good.
0: All right. We're going through these so quick, Scott's trying to take all the info down. All right, let's go to Chris in Belleville. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. All right, Chris, Past, present, or never Cardinal. All right, Miles Michaelis. Past.
3: Incorrect. He's starting
1: tomorrow. He is uh, on the current team and will be your starter tomorrow. All right, how about Brendan Ryan? Uh, never. That's a past. Nope, sorry. I put Brendan Ryan on there because Jeff had this love of Brendan Ryan because he was a great defensive player, but he only hit like a buck 80. And he was just always just, he said to me a hundred times, what if he could hit? I don't know. Jeff would be amazing. He'd probably still be in the majors. Jeff
0: was a a Brendan Ryan enthusiast?
1: A hundred percent a Brendan Ryan enthusiast. That's why I put him in
0: here today. All right, Eric, you there? I'm here. All right, Eric. Past, present, or never, Cardinal. All right, Jordan Montgomery. Present. Present. Correct. Present. Tino present.
1: Martinez. Never. Incorrect. Uh, he played for, played for the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. Huh? Former and,
0: Yankee and Mariner.
1: There you go. So you got to get this one right to win. Kelly. Right. Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak. Past, present, never. Never. Ah, Correct. All right. that that is is yep. That is your uh, your cigarette smoking, a uh, dirt bike yeah. riding, uh, bad news bears character there.
0: Uh, let's do uh, one more. I'm waiting for Scott to get me somebody on the line here. Hey, people are good at this game. Why are my hands so? Sweet? See, I figured with it being St. Louis in baseball
1: that you could get into the weeds a little bit with your Vince Colemans and things yeah, yeah. because you know we have an unhealthy relationship with an addiction to this. People baseball are on game. it, man.
0: Good, 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 uh, good. Eric, hello. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, Eric. Then right, past, present, or never Cardinal. All
1: right, uh,
0: Willie McGee. Uh, current, but he's a coach. Ooh. Ooh, man, we hit a gray He knows. He knows.
5: Yeah, yeah, knows. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows it. All right. Uh, Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs, past, present, or never? Never. never. B- very good. The natural. That's the star of the natural. Well done, winner, winner, there. Right. I feel good about
0: this. I don't think we have anything more to give away. <laughs> listen,
1: listen, listen, last night I'm making dinner and I'm going, I. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask these guys if they want to play rock, paper, scissors. Like, yeah. I have no idea. And then so I started, like, kind of flushing it out with Mary, and she was like, I think you might have something. Yeah, this is a good contest. Uh, very right, good. You know, Scott,
0: let, let's get Scott to play a all couple. Right. Sounds good. Scott. He's, uh, he's on the phone here. You know, yes, Scott yes. Is a baseball enthusiast. Let's give him a couple. All right. Let's see. See, I know he's going to get all he's of them. He's going to get all of them. All right.
1: Here, I'll do this last one here. Uh, George Hendrick. It's a great question. Never, past. He was a part of the '82 uh, championship team with the Cardinals. Silent okay. George, as a matter of fact. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, present. Correct. And ripping out of his shirt somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks uh,
2: like me. <laughs> Andrew Kisner, former. Current. He's present. Dang it! He's I didn't know. I thought the catcher they...
1: to uh, to Contreras.
2: All right. I thought they. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. Scott Rowland, a former. Correct. Eddie Harris. Never. Never. That is the uh the older uh, pitcher from Major League. Yep. Yeah, the, the one that had, a, yeah. Yep, that had all the lube and all the <laughs> stuff rubbed around it. That and sounded
2: then, familiar. Tom Herr.
1: Uh former. Tommy Herr. Past, yep. Randall Gritchick. Former. Past, yeah. Past, yep. Sorry, past. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh Hamilton Porter. Never. Never. That's Ham Porter from uh, the Sandlot movies. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, and the,
1: the the cool thing about this man, you can do this blues with, with oh, yeah, anything yeah. like well, that. Well so on, Donnie, so if I'm on the show again, and we can we can do yeah, this again, yeah, yeah. at least I've got a go-to game that I thought of myself.
0: I th- listen, I think I'm ready for Opening Day now. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. And speaking of Opening Day, we'll talk to Chris Gerber next about Blues hockey. Makes it. hey, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Town. Oh, it is, man. Yeah, you know, we got we got something going on. In this, uh, in this city, with the soccer and the Blues and the Cardinals and the Battlehawks. It's a good time to be a sports fan in St. Louis. Riz here for Dobbs Tire and Auto Center, St. Louis's first choice for quality tires and expert auto service. You may not know this, but Dobbs is a local company in business since 1976, and the team includes not only the Dobbs family, but also more than 600-plus expert tire and automotive service techs who work at Dobbs' 43 convenient store locations. Check out Dobbs' early Memorial Day deals at go2dobbs.com. You'll find deals you could use, money-saver coupons to help you save while getting your family vehicle ready for hot weather driving, including the long road trips many of us will be taking, starting with the Memorial Day holiday weekend and throughout the long, hot summer. Choose Dobbs to keep your family's vehicles in top-running condition. And remember, at Dobbs, with 43 store locations, convenience is the name of the game. You'll be in, up, fixed, and out same day. Click on go Dobbs.com and save with Dobbs May deals today. Dobbs, the real deal for real deals since 1976. Everybody, this is Chip Carey. You're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Big day for that guy tomorrow. What, Super handsome, too.
1: Watching the game the other day, or I guess it was on Saturday, and he was talking about how when he was growing up, you know, he was here in St. Louis watching Bob Gibson pitch. Yeah. You know, just so. like that kind of perspective, man.
0: It, there's not a lot of that. Did you get to talk to him? No, I did not. So he was kind of sprung on us, like, hey, Chip carries in the hallway. You want to talk to him? I went, oh, okay. And he walked in the room. I go, "Whoa, man, this is a handsome fella." Yeah, <laughs> and is he a tall guy too. Tall, like thin. He looks like a politician. Like sweet suit. <laughs> Damn. I
2: just wish he fell in love that day. Yeah, I just wish he was personable and nice. Yeah, and he's nice, super nice too. But... <laughs> yeah. No, good. That guy's awesome.
0: Speaking of uh, super handsome, Chris Kerber's on the phone.
5: Boom! Are you ready?
1: For Chris Ooh. Kerber, the radio voice of your St. Louis Blues. <laughs>
0: gentlemen, Chris Kerber. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, fellas. How are you? Good morning, Chris. Uh, when are you going to Chicago? Are you there already? No, uh, fly out today, 2 oh. o'clock. Oh, 2 o'clock flight today up to Chicago. So how many games? Eight games left, if I'm uh, not mistaken.
3: Uh, eight games, nine. Last night was 73. So nine games to go.
0: Nine games to go. So you're going to Chicago. Oh, later wait, no. It was last
3: night, 74. Last night might have been seventy-four. So eight games to go. Eight
0: games to go. So and and think and about, think about this, Chris. When you first started in your your hockey broadcasting career, you know, doing uh, you know minor league stuff. Uh, think about
3: your hotel accommodations. What were those like? Well <laughs> yeah, they were a little bit different. Uh, they were, you know, you'd stay in the motels, you know, that uh, where your you know cars would park right in front of your door. You know, and um, uh, yeah, they 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 were they were quite different. I, you know, I, I don't even, like a lot of Holiday Inns. Um, a little different than Four Seasons and Rich Carlton's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, quite 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 a bit different uh, there. The per diem was about, uh, I think it was twelve bucks a day. There was one trip we had to Tallahassee, Florida. I literally had and we were staying that night after the game. I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner at McDonald's. Oh man. And you now know. look
0: at yourself. I'm, I'm sure you got a nice place to go in, in Chicago to stay.
3: Yeah. No, no, we stay in uh great hotels in Chicago. Uh, your, our, the restaurants you can eat at are different. Uh, it's a, it's a different beast. but you know what? Like, I'll tell you something. Like I wouldn't trade a day that I spent in the minors for nothing. I spent six years there, but it, the players I got to know, the people I got to know, the, their family. Now the the work, uh, you know, the people I worked with, the lessons you learn. So like when a Jake neighbors comes up or, you know, a, a player gets called up from the minor leagues, you can really relate to what they're going through because they're like, like for me, I can no longer stand the smell of pasta, soaked cardboard, because what would happen is that the, you, you'd go in before the game starts and you'd look at a menu. And, and if you're on the road, uh, there, there would just be a, a team sponsored menu in there. And you'd say, okay, I'll have like a, a chicken parm sandwich mm-hmm. and, and a salad, and then you take some money and you put in a cup to cover the bill, right? And then, uh, then you get, and by the time you get to the bus, and this stuff might have been on the bus fifteen, twenty minutes or so. You go in, you find a bag that had your name on it, and and then you've got like a six-hour bus ride home, and you, you couldn't wait for that bus to stop so you could just dump all the pasta-soaked cardboard yeah. off the bus. But like the smell got to the point where I'm like, man, I can't even eat anymore. <laughs> so. It was. I mean, it's different, but I I love the stories and the respect for the game you learn from it, and I wouldn't
0: trade any of it. Yeah, well, well, you know, speaking of accommodations, and I was I was looking at this this list here. This is from Lifehacker, and and I'm sure you're staying in a nice hotel tonight. Even the nice yes. hotels might not be as clean as you think, and we've gone over this before.
3: Oh, but, we're going there. Aren't we? Yeah, but oh, it, the, some
0: stuff I didn't think about. Um, like they posted a list of things you might want to clean yourself after you check in. Ugh. And, of course, it goes without saying the TV remote. You
3: know, everyone uses it. Before you do this, before you do this, what I can tell you is when last time we were in Calgary, I had to call down to the front desk. I said, do you mind somebody coming up and spraying the hair out of the shower before Uh, I uh, (laughs) get settled into this room? What kind of hair? Short and curly? Oh. Yeah, no, well, they were short and curly, they were long and furry, like this was, like somebody shaved in there. Oh.
0: Oh. Yeah, nice. So, of course, oh. you got to clean off the TV remote, the nightstand, uh, yes. they may not get wiped off uh, like you might think, uh, the door handles, uh, that's another thing everybody touches, uh, light switches, the phone, the handle on the mini fridge.
3: Wipe that off, Chris. Geez, cool. I don't want to, like... So, basically, i got to clean the whole room.
0: Clean the whole room, yeah. yeah. Bring your own mop and bucket.
3: Wait, listen, <laughs> we we laugh about this now. I'm not kidding you. i got, like, a puffy left eye right now, and it's not pink eye or something. It's just got swollen like something's in it, and it, it might have happened from that last hotel. Uh, I have no idea. Nice. Well, somebody knew you were yeah, standing we there go. after them, like, and they uh, farted in the pillow. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> listen, that's my biggest, that's my biggest, like, concern. Like, okay, so... You know, like, first off, there are certain rules when you go into, hotel. like, never look under the bed. Like, just don't do it. Because, like, there's going to be something under there you don't want to see. Nothing good could come of it. Like, don't. Nothing good could come of it.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, but but, but, if something falls and it actually, like, kind of goes under the bed, you're like, oh, hell, do I really have to do that? (laughs) So, like, no, you don't. You don't. That, that you don't want to do. And then uh, the other thing is just take with the comforter or take that top, whatever it is. Because yeah, yeah. I swear there's no way they could change those and just take it off the bed. Like, yep. just put it aside. Don't think about it and hope your immune system's working. One in ten people
0: bring their own sheets when they stay at hotels. One in ten people.
3: Wow. Huh. Oh, well, they're nuts.
0: That's <laughs> a waste. Hey, Chris, I've stayed in places where I put a T-shirt over a pillow. Like, I will take a, I, a clean T-shirt and I've put it that. over a pillow because I'm skeeved out.
3: Okay, well well keep in mind too guys, like I can't believe we're going here as so I'm we're about going to go on a road trip, but yeah, we have gone there. Well, like, like there's no way the pillows are clean. Like there's just no way. I mean they may change the they may change the, 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 the pillowcase the pillow case. you know, but you know, somebody sweats at night oh, right, you, and, and that sweat goes through the pillowcase, mm, they're not changing the pillow. You got a drooler. Yeah. Who is drooling oh, with
1: it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just, I'm never going to be able to stay in a hotel ever again. Thank you very much. I, I Good, can't.
3: Donnie. I can't. Good. Well, I'm, enjoy your stay in Chicago. I'm sending Chris. you guys yeah. a picture of me sleeping, sitting up and all <laughs> I'll bet you.
2: With a puffy I'll eye. Bet you those chairs
3: and the couches. Oh, those okay, are never cleaned. Number one. Never the, cleaned. The, the, the chairs and the couches. Holy cow. Like those things. Oh yeah, th- th- those are slimy, man. Those are no good. The
0: chair in the corner of the room is never cleaned, and you know somebody's
3: drooled no. in that chair. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, if not, they probably said, "Hey, going commando while I'm reading my book," yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. and you yep. know
0: they ain't putting a towel down.
3: Oh, um, there's some like funky a good nudist. Shit. Yep. Yes.
0: All right, Chris, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk hockey real quick here. Uh, Blues winning overtime last night, six to Third straight game of six goals for the blues where has this team been
3: uh well i think the team that team's been there all year only offenses really hasn't been the problem uh but it's also like a couple of straight games where you've allowed 11 goals total right mm-hmm. so it, it the issues really continues to be just the the ability to play team defense and i, I think that's been the issue all season long so um you know, the, interestingly enough, there's a chance still here that Robert Thomas, Pavel Butchnevich, and Jordan Kyrou could all hit 70 points again this season. The last time the same three players for the Blues had back to back 70 or more points in a season, uh, you got to go back to 92 94 with Brett Hall, Craig Janney, and Brendan Shanahan. Wow. So there's, well, yeah, and it, it's worth bringing up, and you go, wow, on that because you're like, okay, we're seeing some offensive things here with this team that we haven't seen in in 25 years. But at the same time, it, we're also seeing defensive goals against going in that we haven't seen in, in a long time too. So the focus really is not the offense. The focus is a system of play that's going to help you prevent some goals, and that's where that's where the team has to find a way to move forward.
1: How do you think that's going to be addressed in the offseason curves? I mean, do you, I mean, you would just have to think that a shakeup in that defensive core is just something that's got to happen one way or the other.
3: Yeah. But you know, I mean, here's the thing. I just, I'm not taking the defenseman or the goaltender completely off the hook, but to me, this is the forwards. The Uh the forwards have to come, like you, you can't, we saw it. We saw it happen again last night. Forwards go to take the puck in over the line instead of getting it in deep because the defensemen are changing. It's turned over, and the defensemen are having to rush back to fend a three-on-two when they haven't even been able to get set. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Colton Perico has the puck behind the net. Last night, he's waiting for the forwards to come back to give him an outlet pass. I mean, they do breakout plays every practice, and eventually, no one's there. He tries to chuck it up the middle to Sammy Blake, who was like four or five feet from the from the blue line. And hits off his stick, it's turned over in the neutral zone, and Vancouver comes right back in. Mm. I, I actually I think it's gonna be it has to be more of an uh one, the system employed by the coaching staff on how they're gonna defend in their own zone and it's demanded, and if you don't, you sit, you're benched. And then the second thing is I, I just think the forwards are gonna have to be much more aware defensively in the own zone, but honestly as well, like Situational hockey, if, if you know it's the end of a shift, you don't try to make a move at the blue line one-on-one where all of a sudden guys now get hemmed in even that much longer. You get the puck in deep, you get fresh guys on the ice, and you go at it again. And so, to me, those are the two big areas, not so much personnel.
0: Hmm. Makes sense. Our buddy, uh, Paulo Asensio, just walked
3: in. Chris, you know, uh, you know Paulo? Yeah, I love him. Hey, Chris, how you doing, my man? Polo, I'm doing great. We had some great conversations in our broadcast booth about you in Anaheim because we had uh, the the Spanish engineer for Dodgers baseball that's that, uh, right. working for us. You yeah, know, amigo, friend. You know,
0: Polo played a lot of hockey, a lot, up of hockey
3: in a lot of hockey, <laughs> mucho hockey. Uh, a
7: lot of hockey, uh, mucho hockey. A lot of a lot of eating, a lot of uh, a, a popsicles, Mexican paletas, and the, uh, the, sha- the shaved ice, the raspados, as we call it. Um, we yeah, a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey, a lot of golf. Actually, you know what? When I was a kid growing up. Um, I, we found a, a golf club somewhere in the trash. Well, we didn't have grass in the front yard. So what we did, what did we do? We made holes in the dirt and we made like a, our, our own like golf course in, in the front yard. Oh, so awesome. we played golf with dirt.
0: So take that Tiger Woods. God, can you imagine? <laughs> I can't imagine doing that at my house and my dad not murdering me.
7: Well, I mean, <laughs> my dad was just happy that we were not getting in trouble. You that's know? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's I, it. I mean, that I stopped hanging with my friend <laughs> El Chapo or my friend El Matador. You know, like my dad didn't like those guys. So I guess it worked out for, well yeah. for me because one of them is locked up and the other one they haven't seen him in like 25 years. Mm. So. Yeah, he <laughs> appears true. Yeah, he appears once in a while. Like one day a, 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 a one day a nail, the next day a, a finger, the next day an eye. That's my friend El Matador. He's been nah. uh, gone for like 25 years. Hopefully, one day we'll, we'll find wait. them all together
3: and just reassemble them. Yeah, <laughs> when when we were just in LA, they had uh, it, it was Hispanic Heritage Night, That's and, right, and the, the band kings. that did the national anthem. It, this was awesome. It was Mariachi El Toros,
7: Money. and they were awesome. Hey, can you imagine that here, Chris? Can you imagine? Oh, I'd love it. Right? I think that would play well. Yeah, here. like last oh my season. Gosh, yeah, it'll play. It'll work. Yeah, last season with the Cardinals when we had our our uh, Hispanic uh, Fiesta Cardenales. On the seventh inning, we had a, a mariachi band play Take Me Out to the Ball Game in English. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they played the notes in English. I don't know if, you know if you can play the notes in Spanish, but the words were also in English. So everybody was happy. A lot of, uh, a lot of toasting around. People were asking for tequila in the seventh ah. inning, but the bars were already closed. So you know what, what I was thinking about, Chris? And, and guys, how are you doing, guys? Welcome uh, hi, the, hi, hi, Welcome, hi, welcome hi. to hi. the Polo Show. <laughs> um, this season, with the clock and the game moving faster— there's going to be a lot of loss in the bar and the concession stands because the game is going to be shorter—two and a half hours, two forty-five, maybe three hours. Three, from from 340, 330 to two forty-five, two thirty—that's an hour of less drinking, less, mm-hmm. less everything. Listen, it, much, you know what?
3: Maybe, but here's a, it. Maybe Here, this is the only the only caveat I throw at you on that. Is where the where the games really seem to get long is in the last three innings, and that's when they've cut off a lot of beer sales anyway. <laughs> so I'm ho- I'm hoping you're right, but maybe there's another efficiency that comes out, and, and the lines get quicker too. I, I I just feel like St. Louis
1: loves a challenge. So now you're saying, oh, oh yeah. I got less time to do it.
2: Well, they we'll better Cram get started earlier. I got an idea. <laughs> they could just quit selling it the first two innings and sell it the rest. That way, it makes up for it. There's oh. that Scott. Wow. <laughs> you see,
7: I like him better when he doesn't talk. Yeah, ah,
2: me too. Uh, I like him
3: better when he's uh, quiet. Although, <laughs> much by much the fun. way, congratulations to, to to you and Benji because I know you guys you guys are going to be doing more games this year too. Like I think, I think you're doing you're doing every home game and a more road. Like that we've we've got a lot more uh, Spanish broadcast coming this year from you. So every
7: home game for sure. Right. That's why we we yep. know. And there's, uh, there's talks about doing road games. Last season, we did three road games at the oh. end of the season in Pittsburgh, you know, because of Yachty. And, and, and uh, that guy, what's the name of the other guy? Uh, Pujols. Um, oh, yeah. oh, that's how you say it? <laughs> yeah, Pujols. Ah, I've been saying uh, the Pujols. Pujols. No, no, no. Albert. How embarrassing. His name is Alberto, not Albert. Come on now. Um, but, um, yeah, there's there's talks of doing more games in September when the games, not that they don't matter in April, but in September, that's when you have clinching, when you have different celebrations. And the last couple of times when the Cardinals clinch, they're on the road so we get to miss the champagne because, you know, we like that mm-hmm. champagne in our eyes and everything, right? <laughs> And the beer, so we need to be there. So, hopefully, Chris, hopefully. And you've been talking about something that I want to do, Chris. W- one game, one hockey game. I know spending. we got to do this. We'll put it somewhere. We'll put it. I'll do it by myself in a booth. Oh just give me a God, microphone. I just want to be there. Be yeah, awesome. I be
5: there.
3: Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you, you can be. No, we definitely have to do this in the... Uh We'll, we'll find it into the schedule when you're in town because I'd love to do it. But I think, like, you guys have grown, done such a great job to fight for this because I know, uh, I think I, w- I was told, too, like uh, your, your Spanish network is now uh, five or six days. Yes, it's we have, Like, it's, it's pretty awesome.
7: We have our flagship uh, La Tremenda 880 plus six stations around Indiana, the Ozarks, another station That's here awesome. in, in St. Louis picking it up, and Chris, uh, Riz, Scott, Donnie. And where's the guy who sounds like a little boy?
0: The, with the kinda, funky hats. He's in Mexico. Oh, and he is in Mexico. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. In Me- it's one in, one out. So you're out, and he's oh, he went okay. in. Bring the other
7: Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're gonna go to London this year. The Carnival Are you going to London? You're going to oh, London. You are. Uh, we're going to play baseball, uh, as they call in America. Oh, that's more like French. But anyway. Man, that didn't yeah. sound like yeah. an English accent at yeah, all. That was beautiful. French
0: yeah, churros. That, <laughs> hey.
7: I mean,
3: that, this- that, that was just Soto right there. Man, <laughs> well, and, well, oh, well, oh, in baseball terms.
0: Hey, all-,
7: <laughs> <laughs> all this uh, listening to Adele and Harry Styles not helping, so I don't know. I need to listen to, I don't know, some other uh, English band. But, yeah, we're going to be there two games, uh, Cardinals-Cubs. Uh, uh, and we'll be there, so that's that's exciting, you know. That's it's, great. They're gonna cram this uh, baseball field inside West Ham United, West Ham's uh, uh, stadium in mm-hmm. London, and we'll be there. So I'm excited. Like, a couple of years ago, we were in Monterrey in, in Mexico. Obviously, a lot different crowd, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more than that's welcome awesome. to go super international. Well,
0: so, look, speaking look, of the Cubs, you know, Chris heading up to uh, to Chicago. Got a flight at two o'clock. So it's the Blues and Blackhawks tomorrow. Blackhawks are are they are they the worst team in the league or or is it Blue Jackets? What, what, what
7: are you saying, Blackhawk? What?
0: Blackhawks. Okay. <laughs> he just says it
7: too fast. It's like, what is what is going on here,
3: bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got that Chicago team that's not very good. I don't actually. Are the Bulls any good this year? Like, do they have any teams that are good? I don't think so
1: because I don't think the Bulls were great either. The Bears obviously. You know, yeah.
0: as as Polo would say, "No bueno." And
1: you know, no bueno. and and you know, what breaks my heart is unhappy Chicago sports fans. Oh. I mean, it bre- truly,
7: it truly <laughs> breaks me, man. I hate it. <laughs> so how, much. About, how about the Chicago Fire? Are they doing any good? Are, are,
0: do
3: they still exist? The Chicago Fire? Uh, they do. I, uh, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, I have
0: no idea. Chris, have a uh, have a
3: safe trip up there, and we'll talk to you next week, fellas. Good luck, and uh, hopefully, uh, at some point in time, you get that one that sounds like a little boy back in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: there he is, the great Cheers, Chris boys. Cooper. Everybody, Later, Chris. From one broadcaster to another, fantastic. Two, two of the greats, Polo Asensio's here. I like it when people clap for me here. <laughs> yeah, like they're just, it's they, fake clapping.
7: No, no, no. They're just standing there, and then you raise your hand. And they're like,
0: there you go, there you go. Thank you. All right, Polo's here. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk cards, baseball. Show, and a little quiz from Polo, Mr. Ooh. Baseball Expert here. So, America's favorite baseball mascots. Who's the best, who's the worst, and can you name the baseball mascots around the league? And I'll tell you where Fred Bird came in. Okay. Our very own Fred Bird. Let's see how good you really are, Polo. Peace. Right we gonna, now, we're gonna beat the hell out of you for the uh, guacamole recipe too.
7: Hey, last time I was last time I was here, I got beat up
0: by by the gun. Remember? People, oh yeah, we shot I, with I you with an ass I got seven off shots, yeah. and
7: people were complaining that I owed like ten more. I'm like, dude, my ass is on fire. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Usually, <laughs> when I... people leave here, their ass is on fire. Are you ready to start a new life, a new career? Centric is a training program that gets you ready for a new career in technology in just four months, not four years, four months. Now, if you just got out of the military, you're looking for a civilian job, or even just trying to figure out what to do next. Centric's got you. A lot of those skills you learned in the military will transfer to your new career in technology. Centric's classes also provide structure and a routine, which lead to a successful learning environment. Thirty percent of Centric students are veterans. There's also instructors at Centric who served. You'll find camaraderie and a sense of community over there. You could use your GI Bill or VA benefits to fund your education. It's so easy, and Centric has dedicated and knowledgeable staff members helping you through the entire process. They train people from all backgrounds with little to no IT experience. New programs starting all the time. Let's get going. It all starts with you going to centric.com slash Riz, C-E-N-T-R-I-Q.com slash Riz. This
2: is Beb and Bob. You can hear us while you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Riz. Riz. All right,
0: welcome back to the program. Donnie Fandango's here. Polo Asensio is here. And big day tomorrow, huh, Polo? Every day is a big day under the sun. Well, <laughs> tomorrow's opening day. Yes, it's, it's a St. Louis holiday.
7: It is a holiday. Um, I remember before I did my first opening day, uh, Benji used to tell me, oh, man, you're going to love it. That oh, this guy, the- just Benji.
0: Like we're all supposed to know. Benji Molina. Benji okay? Molina, sorry. Mm-hmm. Benji Molina. BMO. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said, so. Bimo and I are talking, or, or, or as I call
7: here. him, as I call him, dinosaur arms. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> ben knows. Ben knows. Um, he told me like, hey, opening day in St. Louis like no other. I'm like, we get out of here, whatever. Blah 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 blah. I've seen really cool opening days, but yeah, it's true. I mean, the, huge. The, the horses, the Clydesdale. Sorry, not the horses. The Clydesdales, the the cars, the the Hall of Famers, the trophies, mm-hmm. the the people. Everybody's there early. Yeah, uh, seventy-five, eighty percent of the stadium is is there when this, the the celebration starts, and, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's an event. I know I'm I'm gonna be uh, up uh, six in the morning doing TV from seven. Yeah, I was gonna like, ask you what your day is hey. gonna look like oh, yeah. tomorrow.
0: I mean, yeah. I know I know my day will be doing the show, and I'm gonna be down by the stadium by eleven, just hanging out at the uh, at the ballpark village. You know. Getting the lay of the land, having a couple cocktails, and it's a three ten yep. game start. I mean, people go down that early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's that's one day that I wear a suit to the stadium. That's right. You're always looking, dude, opening day, polo always looks sharp. Thank so you. what's the outfit tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm going to go classic.
7: I'm going to keep it low. I'm going to keep it low profile, not like last year that I went all out. All you went all out last year. Last year I went, out, boom, I just like, bam, I just went. You
5: know what I'm saying?
7: Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> but tomorrows I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> tomorrow's going to be classic, you know, gray suits. I'm still debating and if I wear tennis shoes or boots. Oh, uh, dude, boots. go boots. boots. Uh, alligator boots.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Th-
7: those alligator boots are beautiful. You got to wear those. I have a few, though. Oh, you do? Which ones? Yeah, I have like seven pair.
2: Okay. Man. Well, the, the fourth pair.
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one... <laughs> Um, um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll do the boots. You know, the nice charcoal grayish uh, mm-hmm. uh, suit with uh, uh, like periwinkle shirt, you know, uh-huh. and uh, okay. r- a red tie with the little pattern there. With the pocket pocket square, oh, pocket always, square. Classic. always, Dang. always, uh-huh. and a little lapel. Every year they give us an opening day lapel, but I always bring my own, like a flower or something special. Sometimes I wear something that reminds me of somebody, like my family, my dad, my mom. Tomorrow I'm just going to wear, like, a nice red little yeah. flower. Keep it simple. I'm going to shave my head in the morning. Nice shaved face. Yep.
0: Wax your toe. Shave
6: and oh, wax yeah. your head. Wakata.
7: Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> wakata. <laughs> See, I'm full of noses. Plakata and wakata. Uh-huh. Different. Don't, co- don't, 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 miss, uh, don't, don't confuse your plakatas with your wakata. Because if you do <laughs> oh, that. It's totally different. That was a lot that. of trouble. Yeah, yeah plakata and wakata. Different.
0: So, opening day, you know, Paul, it's a bit. You take a bick right a big yeah, wow. close i comb my and hair then with little a turtle savory. wax turtle mm-hmm. wax on mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. for that shine mm-hmm. <laughs> just making sure got then, that
1: glean yeah and
7: then for good luck the lady uh, uh, in the lobby of the building that i wear, that i that i live uh, she licks my head for good luck for the season uh. so <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Well, that's an interesting Everybody's way to go about it. See, that's why you don't have good luck, Donnie. That because, might be. Yeah, you need somebody in the morning, your dog, your wife, I don't know somebody anybody. Somebody lick your
0: dome.
2: Yeah. I'll huh, start doing that for you, Donnie. Okay. Well, thanks, <laughs> Scott. You're that's
7: a good friend. But, yeah. yeah, it's 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 an early morning. Fox, uh, CBS, all the local shows are going to have a dose of polo in the morning. Radio stations all over. Awesome. By, by the time uh, the game starts, I'm exhausted,
0: but I'm ready to go. All right, so somebody conducted a poll on the best and worst baseball mascots. Mm-hmm uh the fact that Fred bird is not number one travesty 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 <laughs> I heard
7: I I hear Fred bird listens to the show uh, almost every day yeah from his house somewhere flying around yeah
1: I love he's Fred nasty. bird I do but he's not the best and I'm sorry to say that but he's not
0: all right so who do you think America picked as their favorite baseball mascot
1: I bet you it's the Philly fanatic
0: Nope Astros That's Tenth. <laughs> What the Philly, the Philly fanatic, fanatic is 10? 10? 10th, yeah. There was a big giant poll of baseball fans taken. Wow, then Astros. The Philly fanatic is number 10. Well, first of all, can you name the teams? There are three that do not have mascots. Um, I know two for sure. The third one, mm, well, who's who, who's one? The Dodgers,
7: Dodgers don't have one. Tommy Lasorda used to be, but he died four uh, mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> uh, the Yankees, the Yankees don't have, have one. one. Wow. And the third one. Oh, my. That's a... Uh, Would the Mariners so the have one? The Mariners have one. The Mariners, the Mariners have a have moose.
0: One. Oh, that's
1: right. The
7: Rangers have uh, a moose, too. The Rangers have something that looks like a moose, I think. Mm. All right, let's 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 go. Division by division. The West. Padres have the Friar. Uh, Baxter with the Diamondbacks. The Rockies have uh, the, the Purple Dinosaur. Rocky, I think, is the name. I forgot. Um, the Giants have Lou, Lou Seal, Mm -hmm. the Seal (laughs) Giants, and the Dodgers don't have one. So that's, that's four. The Central, Fred Bird, uh, Bernie, the Brewer, for the Brewers. Uh, the Reds have... Uh,
0: let's go, I'll tell you, it's not a National League team. National League... It's, It's, it's an American League team. American League team. Is it Boston? No,
7: Boston have Wally. They have Wally the. Oh, the I the, guess Wally, Cleveland.
0: The green. Wally the Green Monster. No, Cleveland has Cleveland's a. a, one. a,
7: they brought a one purple in? thing. Okay. Um. Mm, the Angels. The Angels. There it is. Yeah.
0: The ah. Damn, I'm good at mascots. The Angels do yeah. not have. They
7: had. They have, they have a, a, an unofficial mascot come out in the uh, big screen board thing. Uh, the monkey. The rally monkey. Remember 2002? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They started with the rally monkey. And they kept
0: it, but they don't have a mascot. America's favorite mascot is Paws from Paws. the Detroit Tigers. Really? The Detroit Tigers Paws. He's good. Is America's <laughs> he's favorite not baseball as, mascot. He's not
2: hilarious. Listen, I
1: don't want to get upset about a ranking of baseball mascots, but this is terrible already.
0: Uh, what about the runner-up, Clark the Cub, from the Cubs? What? Oh. These are guys that just shake their head. Who, who voted for this? This is a poll taken uh, from uh, of baseball fans. Hmm. T.C. Bear from? T.C. Bear. The Minnesota Twins was third. All right. I'm out. I got I got real issues here. <laughs> like, and, I, and again, arguably the most famous mascot, the Philly Fanatic, from the Phillies, came in 10th.
1: That guy that, is
2: brilliant. Yeah. Like, I love, like, legitimately watching it, the Philly Fanatic to he, this day. He in Orbit are the two most clever, funny mascots uh, Arbit, that we have. is
7: pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the guy Blooper from the Braves is also funny. Yes. Obviously, yeah. we're not talking about Fred Bird because, you know, we're little homers, we but we'll, we all we'll love him. him. Our and Fred I love Bird. Fred. Yeah.
0: Our dear Fred Bird came in 11th. Dude. Oh, no, dude.
7: No, when, no. when When we had the, the the 2020 with COVID and the stadium was closed, there was only one fan allowed in the stadium. Fred Bird. Mm-hmm. The stadium was empty. I'm. We're calling the game. You know, Benjamin Lina and I and all the, the broadcasters uh, there. And there's nobody in the stands but cutouts like you. Everybody had a cutout, right, mm-hmm. at, at, at the stadium. And Fred Bird. And he's doing all kinds of crazy things by himself. <laughs> he's taking a shower. One day, uh, Harrison Bader hit a home run. He had an easel. Like, he was painting. He was, he was drawing. Yeah. And uh, the the ball hit the thing. And it got paint. Like it was a high fly ball above Big Mac Land, and he almost killed Fred Bird.
5: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, so awesome.
7: Yeah, and then one day uh, he brings like a kiddie pool. He he's inside the kiddie pool over there. Like there's a game going yeah, he on. Had to get
0: yeah, you know, he had to get he,
7: creative, I mean, or else. I mean, it, it, get creative or go crazy, and he almost did both. So, <laughs> all right, who was <laughs> who so was good.
0: the worst mascot? Who came in last place? Ooh. Has to be like the San Diego Padres. swinging Fryer. There you go. Last wow, place. Oh, I'm good at <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah,
7: that guy does nothing. He just rings a bell when the team wins, and lately they've been winning a lot. But he does nothing. He just walks around looking at like my father-in-law, and he's just like, you know. <laughs> In bring, fourth place bring back was San
1: Diego Chicken.
0: Fourth <laughs> place was the Oakland A's mascot, who is called Oakland A's. Oh my God,
7: that's an elephant, and it's yes. very raggedy. Uh, what's his name? Stomper. Stomper. I mean, I had a picture. I, t- I took a picture with Stomper. Uh, when I went to Atlanta, uh, to um, to Oakland, and it just fits. Not the person, right? Or not the guy handling the mascot, but the mascot. Like, the stadium is raggedy in Oakland. The food is really nasty. The ushers are nasty. Almost got in a fight with an usher. And the, the mascot just fits. They need a new everything. New stadium, yeah, new everything. ushers. And the mascot, keep the same person, the same guy, the same handler. You don't want to see
0: anybody lose uh, their job. No,
7: no, 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 no. But that mascot, it was like, dude. Do you I, think they stay in Oakland or do you think they move to Vegas? I think they move. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they've been moving for the last 10 years. That's so. right. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Everybody says that's the worst stadium. It has been for many, yeah, many, like many, many, many. like backup suit. the Raiders list. were
7: there. I mean, how bad has to, has to be for the Raiders to move out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's so bad, even the stinking Raiders moved out of there. Yeah. All right, the Mets have? Mr. Met. Mr. Met. The guy uh, who, remember when he flipped off some fans a few years ago? <laughs>
1: I do, Well, it's a actually. New York thing. <laughs> no, yeah. no. He, like, like,
7: <laughs> like, somebody said something, he was walking away, and he was like, Bloop, double bird to the, to the fans of New York. I got to get a picture
0: of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the Blue Jays have? The Blue Jay. No, Ace. Is Ace a Blue Jay? Yeah, I guess Ace, yeah. Ace is a Blue Jay. Hey, Blue Jays are going to be here tomorrow.
7: Mountie. That's right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, Dinger is the mascot of who? Dinger. Uh, the the Rockies. Rockies. Yeah. Okay. Dinger. You talked about Lucille. The Royals, who's their mascot? Mm, I know it's, it's a lion. lion. Yeah. Lion. The name ones. is... Uh, Kauf- Lord Kaufman. Slugger. Slugger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That makes
2: Slugger. sense. Slugger. Yeah, I
0: know. He slugs. <laughs> uh, the Reds mascot is... Mr. Red. Yep. Mr. Redlegs.
1: Okay. Because he just wears the baseball head yeah. thing, right? And has red legs. Yeah, and his he, brother's he a, Mr.
7: Met. He has a lady. He has a lady with him sometimes. Oh, yeah, like a really cute... She is hot. Oh, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baxter the Bobcat is the mascot of who? Uh, that, that makes, well, it kind of makes sense, Arizona. Yeah, Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have a Bobcat, so. Yeah. He's very uh, animated. He's always clapping. Mascots just, so there's a lot of mascots just clap. They just walk around mm-hmm. and clapping. They don't even make a noise because Dude, of their paws.
0: Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, it's, it's about mascots during solemn moments. And I forget what it's called. So the, yes. the mascot will line up. With the players, and during like a moment of silence, that big goofy <laughs>
1: right—they like bend the their head big down. Yeah. goofy
0: smile <laughs> on their face <laughs> during a during a moment of silence is priceless.
2: Like the nine eleven <laughs> memorial stuff. And now and all we that, remember and...
0: the victims of nine eleven, and there's <laughs> speaking like, of of, there's the... of swinging friars smiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mascots uh, silent or mascot silence, and it's mascots minute silence.
7: Yeah, yeah. It's, um. If you—next time you go to Bush Stadium and you get there early, and get there early because the games are going to be faster. You don't want to get there in the second inning or, like, 30 minutes later because Mm. it's going to be four innings. Um, Pay attention to Fred Bird when they are doing the lineup. If you haven't, when they are doing the uh, home team lineup, pay attention to Fred Bird. He mimics every single one of the hitters the way they actually
0: stand.
1: Really? Yep. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Pay attention! Yeah, 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 yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah. I will be looking for that yeah. tomorrow. That's
0: killing. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, on the, the the pitching clock?
7: I like it because my day is going to be done faster. Uh-huh. You know, it's like I mean, go. it's shaving
0: off a half hour.
7: Oh yeah, no, we we did Easily. one we did one game in spring training um, with the new rules, the new <laughs> bags, the new everything, and it was two hours and thirty minutes. It's usually spring training, as you guys know. They're long games yeah. because, you know, you bring in this, you bring in 99, player number 97, and players with no name, right? And I I like it. Um, Would I like to see a few more seconds? Yeah, because you need to feel baseball to to throw the ball, to hit the ball, to get in the moment. Baseball is not like, let's say, like soccer. Soccer, the faster the, the game goes, the better. You know, it's 45 minutes, but if the action is fast, you are excited. You're into it. Mm-hmm. With baseball, I think it's a little bit is the other way around. You need to slow down. You need to simmer it down a little to enjoy it more. Let's see how it works. I like it. Would I like to see a few more seconds in the clock for both the pitcher and the hitter?
0: Yes, I would. So a batter could call okay. timeout twice, correct? Once. Once, Once during an at-bat. Or at-bat. And that's how Max Scherzer has taken advantage of the, best. of the pitch clock. So a batter will call timeout. They'll step out. The clock will still be going. He's got to be back in the box by eight seconds. Yep. No, He's- no, no. He needs to be ready.
7: So, so it's 15 seconds with no runners, 20 seconds with runners. So if you are the batter, you need to be the umpire. Obviously, everything goes discretion with, from the umpire. You're the batter. The minute you make, you make eye contact or you look to the mound, that means you're ready. So if you step in and you look, that means you're ready. So the umpire's like, okay, you're ready to pitch. So if you are in the box and you're in the box, you're just like doing your thing, doing like no Garcia power. I used to do, you know, the like just gloves, every yeah. single thing and the clock is going and you're in the box, but you're not ready for the pitcher. Then it's going to be a strike on you. So it doesn't matter if you're in the box, you need to be ready, like in, in charge position. Let's go. And the pitcher needs to be moving towards the mound before the clock strikes zero. Mm. So they actually have until the second two or two or one to stop their motion and
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to
7: be, it's It's going to be, it's going to be a learning curve.
0: The first, uh, the first couple months here.
7: And and especially for the fans and the broadcasters for the players, not so much, especially for the ones coming from the minors, because they've been doing it for a couple of, of years now. If you notice the young guys, they don't step off like tomorrow. When you see, let's say Jordan Walker, He's not going to step off the box because he's been doing that for the last couple of years. Dang. The pitchers that've been in the minors—they're standing in the mound. They're like, "Give me the ball, let's go." Is a Jordan ball, go.
0: Walker going to be in
7: the lineup? I believe so. If you bring a guy like that, I mean, and I don't know what Ali uh, Oliver Marmol, our manager, is going to do, but if you bring a guy like that up, it's to play. It's not to sit on mm-hmm. the bench. It's not to to a hey, you know sit there and see what happens. It's for you to play every day until either. You get out of the lineup because of you're not doing
1: what you're supposed to or you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah,
0: with the excitement around this guy, you don't put him on the bench. No. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see no. him play.
1: And, I, I, and I just can't. And it doesn't do a, a young player a lot of good to no. just sit there. No. And when you say young player, he's 20. 20. That's
0: wild. Jeez.
7: He cannot even drink. Wink, wink. Wild, <laughs> Right. Well, uh, in Mexico, you can because you know 18. And,
0: and he'll be what, uh, batting eighth, they're saying? I think I heard somebody say maybe eighth, seven days. I,
7: I believe in my heart that they are going to follow somewhat the model the Mariners did last year with their, uh, with their player. Oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, Rodriguez, J-Rod. Um, uh, Julio. Julio Rodriguez. Thank you, man. Um, they started him like seven, eight, seven, eight to start the season or, or to start his career. Mm-hmm. Then he gets going. He gets going. Oh, you go 4, you go 5. And now he's like 3 or 2. So that's the way I think they will try right. to do it. Start you slow, start you slow. If you do well, you're going to move up. If
1: not, you're going to stay there. Boy, there's some excitement on this team. I mean, there are a lot of if things go the Cardinals' way – this could be an incredibly impressive team. I mean, you obviously you've already got Goldschmidt and Arenado and Wainwrights last year and Miles Michaelis, but man, like if you get production from Walker, if you see Nolan Gorman take it up uh, t- t- another notch, you see Tommy Edmond continue to do what he does, Lars Newtbar, Like this could be Silly. a legitimately
7: fantastic team. You, you almost went through the whole lineup without mentioning which who I think it's going to be key, not only hitting but also playing defense Wilson Contreras. Wilson up. Contreras. I can't yeah. believe I left him out. That I yeah, should have done okay. That. It's yeah, okay. It's yeah. okay. You know he was with the Cubs. Boo. Hey. Yeah, yeah, but he's <laughs> here now and that's all that yeah. matters. So um <laughs> and and just so you know, he's a, such a nice guy. Like the minute I met him, he kind of knew who I was. We start talking. Next thing you know, we're talking about tacos. Next thing you know, we're talking about arepas.
0: But how many third graders can he beat up at once?
5: <laughs> we didn't ask him.
7: Oh, Jordan Walker said 75. Jordan Walker. Yeah. yeah. You know, he Jordan Walker. Answer. You know, when he makes it to the Hall of Fame, you you pulled that clip like this guy's yeah. going to the Hall of Fame because of this. He said 75 at least, right? That's yeah, what, 75 yeah, yeah. or 100. I, I believe him. Dude, I had so much fun doing that. I, that was I, great. I, I thought I was going to get in trouble, but I'm like, okay. If I'm oh, everybody, you yeah, got to be a good sport. Yeah. Come on. I'm like, Let's yeah, I'm like, hey, there's empty chairs in the studio. I'm sure they give me a job over there. Hey, yeah. here's a real question. What yes. the
0: hell do you put in your guacamole? Honestly, tell
7: what? me. Aguacate, which means avocado. Yeah, what else? Love.
6: <laughs>
0: Mexican love. Uh oh. What else? Just lots of love. <laughs> there's no, no, li- he said no lime. No lime. No lemon.
7: What is this? Lemonade? Like, somebody sent me a picture the other day of their, like, again, this is a thing now, right? It's like the legend of the guacamole. The
0: and, legend uh, of Polo's guacamole. Yeah.
7: And people send me pictures on social media and things. Hey, how about this? Somebody sent me a picture the other day. I hope she's not listening. But then again, I hope she is. Um, and this guacamole, it was like, okay. And I'm like, what is this, Salad. What is oh, it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. whole thing. And she's like, "Well, my family liked it." I'm like, "Well, your family doesn't know Polo's guacamole, but they know your guacamole. Good for you."
0: When we went on vacation, and we went to, we went off the beaten path to go to a like a restaurant, um, and they, they had guacamole there, and it was pretty simple. Like that's how in, in Mexico, off the beaten path, when a Mexican has guacamole, it's simple. Yeah, it's not with tomatoes and onions and cilantro and
2: what the hell is in it.
7: Guacamole, God well, damn well, this guy. And avocado, love. and love, lots of love. See,
2: that's what we haven't been adding. The okay,
7: there's there's a key to there's there's a few different ingredients, a magical, invisible, um, stuff that you cannot buy at the store, right? You need to feel the guacam- the avocado. You need to know what the avocado needs to talk to you. You don't you just don't go and grab out oh, here or grab a bag of five. Oh, at their own sale, five five guacamole, five, five avocados for 10 bucks in, in a little bag. No. You need to talk to the mm, freaking thing. That's what I do. It's like, boom, you grab it. You're like, okay, you're coming with me. Thank you. Mm, like, mm. you you make a connection okay. with the guacamole. Uh, uh, if somebody guacamole.
0: sees me at Schnook's doing that, they're going to lock me up. <laughs> Dude, like there's just going to I want to see this now. Happen. There's a psycho in the produce section talking to talking <laughs> avocados. Hey, Get
7: I, him I, out of here. I, I talk to my avocados, my chorizo, my chili, uh-huh. everything. I talked yeah, to This I, guy
0: in the meat section talking at <laughs> sausage.
5: Yeah, this, this is a
7: guy in the meat section rubbing the, the pork rub butt very weirdly over there. All right,
0: Paulo Asensio's here. That's me. You can hang through the break, right? Yeah, yeah, was, right, we got to yeah. take a break and we got to start this March Music Mayhem action. Hey, what's going on? This is Tom Arnold. I like fat women and cocaine, and I also like listening to The Rizzuto Show. That's the show you're listening to now. It's my favorite show. It's my sponsor's favorite show. Probably shouldn't say that out loud, but it's true. Anyways, happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to The Riz Show. Paulo Asensio is here. Johnny Fandango is
7: here. Uh, I mean, we have a, a crazy debate here. I mean, we could, you know me, I can go on forever, but we're Donnie here and talking about bands and how aggravated he got because you said Blink-182 is not a great band. And then I,
0: I said it was a bit overrated.
7: And then I said, well,
1: what about uh, um, Green Day? He's like, ah, he starts. I'm like, dude, Green Day, come on. I, I have not enjoyed a Green Day album since American Idiot. That seems like a you problem. <laughs> well, 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 but I also think if we go and actually look at record sales, I think that I am probably not alone in maybe my decreasing love of Green Day. Now listen, here's the thing. I used to love that band, and I still think they're very, 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 very good. But two things happened. One, I interviewed them live on the air once at Point Fest, and they said the F word 27 Ah. times. That
0: was a rough day. Left a bad taste in your mouth, Off. Huh?
1: And again, the second thing is, just make a song or an album that I care about again. That That's all, that, that's it. And they haven't done that well, in a long
0: time. You know, we were talking about, you know, Point Fest, and Green Day headlined a Point Fest one year.
1: They actually didn't headline it, I don't think. I think Foo's headlined it that Oh, year.
0: really? Yeah. Oh, what a, what a show that must have yeah? been. Foo Fighters.
1: Foo Fighters. Wow.
7: Love Dang. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters that, that's Green a band day. that I have not seen. Foo Fighters. And the Chili Peppers. Those are two bands that I want to see Two bands that
1: have
0: played Point Fest. Before
7: the good God
1: calls my name. Yeah, we don't have a Chili Peppers date. We did not. And that's weird to me. I would have to think, because they released two records last year. Yeah. And they haven't been here in probably five or six years. So yeah. I would think that we're really due. Come on. Who, 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 who do I need to talk to? You You're
0: probably a have a... you local congressman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But see, see, I love I love the the musical debates. That's why this March music mayhem thing is amazing. Yeah, you know we get to 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 battle it out. It's a it's a who's right, who's wrong. I don't know. We're all right.
1: We're all wrong. I, I just I just always come back to I take music way too
0: seriously. That that's well, that's, that's why m- I got into this. That's yeah. why I got into music and into into radio. I couldn't play a damn instrument, so I might as well talk about the bands I like. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. So, this Point Fest, which, Polo, you're going to go to. Yes. There is no Cardinal game on Saturday, May 27th.
7: I think there's a there's a game, uh, but it's a day game.
0: Oh, day game. Okay, yeah. great. Okay.
7: All, okay so. All, also, So, yeah, I, I checked that. Uh, Snoop Dogg also and uh,
0: Wiz Khalifa is coming. The same thing. Day game. Night. Boom. Let's go. Boom. ominous. So, this Point Fest happening on May 27th is Point Fest number 40. 40. It's the 40th Point Fest. Wow. So, for Mark's Music Mayhem, since the point turns 30 this year... We've pitted all the point fests up how against each other. How does that work? If the point is 30, how is because it? Because some years there's two. There was ah, two. okay. Some years we had two point fests. Okay. So we are in round number three of March Music Mayhem. It's Point Fest v. Point Fest. Okay. Point Fest 19, which was August 5th, 2006, versus Point Fest 34, which was May 21st, 2016. So Point Fest 19, Stained, Breaking Benjamin, Hurt, Blue October, Three Days Grace, Buck Cherry, Evans Blue, Anemical Drive, and Blackstone Cherry. That's a big old rock show. That's Mm -hmm. a rock show. Mm -hmm. Point Fest 34, Deftones, Cohen and Cambria, Story of the Year, Chevelle, Highly Suspect, Flog and Molly, The Struts, Sick Puppies. That's a great show, too. Yep. That's a great show, too. So what was the better Point Fest? In your opinion, Donnie...
1: Well, in my opinion, I would go for the second one there with uh, with Flogging Molly and the Struts. Uh, that's a little bit more my bag, as opposed to the straight ahead uh, Mondo Rock Festival, which would be more my
0: one. bag. I think it probably mm-hmm. would be. What about Polo's bag? Mm. I like both styles
7: of music, but jeez, um, I like the like the the pick one.
0: The Deftones, the Deftones one. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Deftones. didn't No cut. way, I thirty-four. I love the Deftones.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, man. No, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna change. Stain is is my my. That's my guy.
0: All right.
7: Yeah, and, and, and you, you saw they're stain? coming back through this summer with Godsmack. Yeah. Godspin. Godspin. yeah. yeah. Which makes you happy because they have new music and all that good stuff, right? I I don't don't like either band. So probably (laughs) not. (laughs) not All
0: right, Scott, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of going for the Deftones one. Yep. Deftones for sure. Well, it's up to you guys. So we'll play a song from each one of the Point Fests, from one of the headliners. So at Point Fest 19, August 5th, uh, 2006, versus Point Fest 34, May 21st, 2016. You guys vote. Be the 105.7 The Point mobile app or on the website. So, one song from each one of the shows. So, Chevelle's played Point Fest quite a few times. Yeah. Quite a
2: few. Every other one, I think.
0: For this (laughs) particular competition, March Music Bam, it's their performance at Point Fest 34 we're going to focus in on. Single out. Point Fest 34, which was 2016, Deftones, Coed, Story of the Year, Chevelle, Highly Suspect, Flogging Molly, The Struts, and more, versus... Point Fest 19. You heard Crazy Bitch from Buck Cherry. They were at that show along with Stain, Break, and Benjamin. Hurt Blue October and Three Days Grace. So which was the more which was the which, in your opinion, the better Point Fest? Vote through the 1057 the point mobile app or on our website, 1057thepoint.com. Polo. Riz. Tomorrow. Mañana. Opening day. The other first pitch,
7: 310. There's tickets still available. Are there really? There's tickets still available. Some, not a lot, which I was surprised. And also this weekend, you know April 1st is April Fool's Day mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. So there's a giveaway. It's a bobblehead. Oh, yeah. But the joke's on you because it's either Yachty or Albert, right? But the last thing the last thing you think about when you think about Yachty or Albert Pujols is of them doing what on the field? Uh, what about Albert? About, about Albert and Yachty? Yeah, if you, if you think uh, Donnie, if you think of a bobblehead, uh, are they hugging or uh, no, no, no? Is it separate? final season, okay. final two, season the, kind okay. of thing? There's two separate bobbleheads. One is of Albert, and the other is of Yachty, right? Mm-hmm. If you think of Albert Pujols bobblehead, what is he not doing? In your bobblehead, he's not striking out. Boy, I mean, is there something? It's got to be. Some, know, is this
2: something so to happen no in the final idea, year? In a
7: For both of them. Yes. Something weird that happened to both of them last season. Are you going to tell
0: us or we have to find out on April 1st? You tell me. You're the boss.
7: I don't
2: know. Pitching.
1: Ding, 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 Or the clap or something. I'll be dang. That's right. They
0: both did pitch
1: last year. I completely forgot about that.
0: So,
7: Saturday, the first 25,000, 16 or older, with the ticket, right, with the ticket in hand, uh, they will get a... Yachty or a Pujols.
0: Albert. That's awesome. Pitching. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it would have been funny if they would have put Albert's head on (laughs) Yachty's body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah, that would be a little funny. Um, And listen,
0: those two guys are, you know, um, obviously, you know, Cardinal uh, baseball legends. Mm -hmm. Future Hall of Famers. Future Hall of Famers, Mm -hmm. both of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Going on to retired life must be nice. No, hey, Yachty. Well, uh, Yachty's coaching. Yeah, Yachty's he, managed, busy. he was
7: managing team uh, in Venezuela first. He got kicked out. in a, in a week. He got kicked out like four times in one week, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? But then later he settled down, and then he didn't get kicked out again until the playoffs. Uh, but then he did a great job with Team Puerto Rico and the World yeah. Baseball Classic yeah.
1: until Mexico came over and That's beat them. Right? I, I thought before that game where they got where where they got bounced they had asked, somebody in the media had asked Yachty why he chose that particular starting pitcher oh, for the day. Oh, I know day. the story. And he said, because I felt like it. <laughs> yeah, porque me dio la gana. Which is just yeah. so perfect yeah. and makes me love Yachty
7: even more, which I didn't think was he, possible. He changed pitchers three times before the game. Like, you know, you do the lineup, huh. and hey, that's a courtesy to the other team. So Riz is pitching, okay, and then, and then Twitter, Twitter blah, 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 Then 10 minutes later, Scott's pitching, and then Donnie's pitching. So, somebody in the press conference, like, hey, Yadi, why the changes? Porque? Because I felt
0: like it. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah, That's a great answer. But both Albert and Yadi, you know, retiring, very, very rich men, um, maybe not as rich as this guy. So, this guy is set to be this year the highest paid MLB player in history. This one particular guy I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about right here. This guy is going to make a lot of money on the field. And a lot, a lot of money off the field. He's actually going to make more money off the field. Who am I talking about? This guy's going to make $65 million. I I know who it is. $65 million. I I, I saw
7: saw that, I believe, a couple of days ago. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
7: And he, I mean, this guy.
2: My guess is Bryce Harper. Nope. Nope. Mine would be Judge, no, nope. or Tatis Jr., no, nope. no, or none of Trout, no. Nope. Okay, good. I'm doing. You're really close good.
7: with the last one. Oh, is it Shohei Otani? Oh, Sho- Otani. oh Shohei really? Otani
0: is going to make thirty million dollars on the field and thirty-five million dollars off the field in just endorsements. Just endorsements. <sighs> Projected, it could go high. Yeah, it's going to go higher than that for sure. That guy's
7: contract Dude. is gonna be it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy. Four hundred
1: million?
0: Some no,
7: four hundred is nothing. Anybody gets four hundred now.
0: Well, he's got thirteen partnerships with a mixture of American and Japanese companies right. like Seiko Watch, New Balance, wow. Fanatics. Somebody's gonna give him like a percentage of the team or something crazy like that.
7: You watch, and he is worth it. I mean, I, oh, I saw, I, I've seen him live. He, the, the Angels are coming to St. Louis in the summer, so get your tickets now because they're going to fly, especially with Noot Bar now and him being, like, close friends because yeah. of the World, world Baseball Classic. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, he is that good. Um, to watch that guy take VP, it's, it's something else. Like, I've never, I've, I've never seen or heard clapping during VP. Until Miami World Baseball Classic, Shohei Otani hitting balls like 500 feet up wow. in the air.
1: I feel like with Otani, we, and not purposefully, but we're already sort of taking how great he is for granted. Like, I feel like he could be the AL MVP every single year just because of what he can contribute yeah. to that yeah, team on a daily can, basis, yeah, man. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible to yeah.
0: me. And I mean, not since what? Babe Ruth has somebody been dominant at both those positions? Yeah. I mean, and, and remember, I mean, I didn't see
7: Babe, but we know we see the numbers. He was never a two-way player. Like, he was for a little bit. He was a really good pitcher. When he went from Boston to, to uh, the Yankees, he was a really good pitcher and a good hitter. Then they said, no, you're not going to pitch anymore, him you're just going to hit. And that's when Babe Ruth became Babe Ruth. And, and, and uh, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who and how much they pay him. Because, uh, I mean, with... with, uh, with uh, uh, um, Manny Machado get, getting thirty-five million dollars with Nolan getting thirty million. I mean, all of those guys deserve that money because that's that's what the the, the industry is doing, right? Mm-hmm. But to think that somebody like Shohei can can get maybe fifty a year, fifty million. Imagine that! Like like finding
2: a ten. Well, Scherzer is
0: yeah. going to make fifty-eight point three million this year. That's yeah, not that's, bad. That's not
2: bad. One. Wow! And he does two roles on a team. Shohei, yep. and he's going to sell. Every jersey possible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy's wow. worth just for playing so, a game. Isn't so what? It? What early prediction do you have? What team is he going to be on?
7: Well, there's there, obviously there's a few teams with a lot of money, right? But one team that I think is doing it is showing their colors right now is the LA Dodgers because they didn't sign anybody long term. They signed oh a few veterans gosh. one year here, one year there, and they let go of a bunch of their veterans that could have stayed, like Justin Turner and, and, and others. Uh, but they signed uh, JD Martinez to one year, mm-hmm. Noah Syndergaard to one year. They only had, they, they let go of Cody Bellinger, who's now with the Cubs. Yep. Uh, they have uh, uh, Freeman, Betts, and a couple other guys that make, they're making about $30 million or so. So next year, they're not going to have those huge contracts. And again, LA, 50,000 fans every night. They have their own TV mm-hmm. network. It's a lot of money to compete against. But I mean, I, I, I see him. Imagine what, what Shohei can do. On the field, we know what he can do. But what he can do on a big market. I mean, I know the LA Angels of Anaheim, of Los Angeles, of Disneyland, they try to market themselves as, as LA team or a team from LA, but they're not. No. They're not. No. The if Dodgers you, are. Yeah, the Dodgers are. Yeah. So imagine Shohei with a New York team, with the San Francisco team, maybe even a Chicago team, uh, obviously an LA team that, like the Dodgers. He, I mean, he can blow up
0: even more. Oh, yeah. Yep. But oh, it's a lot
2: that of money. That
5: is awesome. Well,
0: listen, Polo, we got a long season. And we hopefully do. hopefully we see quite a bit of you this season. Hey, I'll mm-hmm. be here.
7: As so I tell you guys, um, if the team is in town, I'm in town. And if I'm in town, I'll show up with guacamole, tacos, enchiladas, anything.
2: Just like he did today. <laughs> great. <laughs> Polo, Asensio,
0: have a, have a great time tomorrow. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you down there at the stadium. Thank you. we got to take one final break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap her up. The Rizzuto Show. Donnie Fandango is here and will be staying on. You got it. Yeah, Polo. Oh, this guy does everything. A lot of radio today.
1: So, so today and today and Friday, I'm doing Riz show six to ten. Uh huh. Then staying on the point until two. Uh huh. And then I go next door to the arch until six. And then I come back to the point from six to seven it's to do the way back. Hardest working men show
7: business oh, right nice. here.
1: Uh, oh, by the way, I got a
7: text. Uh, my wife agrees with you. She says Blink-182 sucks. But who, who are you? Oh, you. yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not you,
0: but... <laughs> I said overrated. Oh, overrated. <laughs> okay. Overrated. And I strongly disagree, <laughs>
7: and I, I still disagree with that. You know what? Turn off the mics, and let's keep going, because this is going to be like another three hours.
0: <laughs> All right. Today's uh, Pappy's Recappy, which is brought to you by uh, Pappy Smokehouse, celebrating 15 years locally owned and world-famous two locations, including Highway 70 and Mid-Rivers Mall Drive in St. Peter's.
2: Well, that's everything we cover. On the show today, including crap on celebrities, and we had some uh, great news uh, on there as well. And here's what your family should be doing at dinner time do you guys eat at the table or do you eat at your couch? We'll find out what you're doing and, uh, and go over to our website it's 1057thepoint.com and make sure to uh, check the podcast today. It's titled Lick My Head for Good Luck. <laughs> Thank you, Polo. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Polo. We love
0: you. Love you too, guys. We'll see you soon. Donnie, yes. love you, buddy.
1: Man, any Well, I'll be back on Friday. Back on we'll Friday. We'll do it Sweet. again on
0: Friday. Scott? Yep. I'll be back on Friday, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz. Remember the day, which is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Girl. Proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Potosi, Missouri, Kyle Hefner is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.